Like, I'm not going to, like, pop some popcorn and turn on Guardians 3, even though it was a really good movie. There were fun, funny moments. But, like, across the Spider-Verse, at any random point in my day, I can just start watching it. Yeah. Right? And have a good time. Same with Barbie. Um, same with Saltburn. Um, I can just watch it anytime and have a- You can watch Saltburn at just any time? Yeah. Oh, I- I don't think I ever want to see it again. And we are live with our last Keeg Talks episode of the year. This is the Keeg Talks Best of 2023. It's episode uh, 32 of season nine. And, uh, you know, we're, we're finishing this off with a 2023 retrospective. I am your host, Demetra Pereira. And uh, if you're watching us live, you're watching us on twitch.tv slash Show or youtube.com slash Show, or you're listening to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Let me introduce my two guests who, weirdly enough, have never been on an episode together, but they've been on multiple episodes across this season, past seasons. Uh, first, we got Miss Marauder herself, Sarah Zitney. Sarah, what's up? Hello. Not Thanks much. for jumping on this one. Thank you. I still have my Christmas hair. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what my New Year's it. hair will be, but I there's such a, a comic book deep cut. His name is um his name is I think it uh what what's his name? It's Triathlon or 3D Man, and he has like a red and green color scheme. Hmm. Um I don't know whether you, you know he's look upable, but uh, that's what I think of when I see your hair. <laughs> Okay, noted. <laughs> um, he has the power of three men. Oh, Amen. that's so specific. <laughs> His name is Triathlon. Well, it was Triathlon, and then it's 3D Man now, I think. But, you know. That name's not better. I think Triathlon sounds better. Yeah, he also got the added power of, like, seeing whether scrolls were, or, like, people were scrolls or not. Mm. Um, like, he could see somebody's true form. I don't know. It's Marvel. I, I, I he's an old character made new again, so I don't know exactly. But uh, Sarah, I'm glad to have you on. Happy to be here. Last time I had you was Loki season two, right? Was that the yes. episode? Yeah. Oh, you got to do the Loki one. I don't Where know I, what. I don't I know whether your a, thoughts have changed. Since I took then. an egr an egregious amount of notes. I like rewatched Speed Ran the entire season and wrote notes. On <laughs> you did. You're a big notes person too, right? I am. I'm a big note taker. Yeah, that's what it's called. A note person, right? <laughs> yeah, note person. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm glad to have you on the show. Um, we also got Kaylin Dorothy, comics by Kaylin, who I'm also glad to have on the show. I sh I, I can't say it for one and not for the other, uh, or vice versa. <laughs> uh, even if it's both true, I have to say it out loud so it's, you know, put on the we show. We secretly hate each other. Oh, yeah. That's why, like, uh, this whole time, uh, Kaylin and Sarah have been beefing off camera. And... I have, like, a secret yep. Instagram account. <laughs> just talk just send each other, like, hate. Yeah. It's like, oh. But we're, I'm going to I'm gonna put you on the show today and see how you guys do. And hopefully you guys make amends uh, going into 2024. We're going to bury the hatchet. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Here's a question. I mean, we're here. Okay, yeah, sure. We're here to talk about like the things that came out uh, this year and whatnot. But also, uh, just in general, did you guys have a good 2023? Was it good? Was it bad? Was it meh? 
I had a good year. I like to think I had a good year. <laughs> I mean, obviously, like every year is going to have its ups and its downs, but I feel like even I had a lot of ups, I had a lot of really great things happen. And then even the stuff that wasn't so great, like I found, I kind of got over the hill yeah. and, and found a silver lining and, or I'm like in the process of making it better. Yeah. I mean, that's good. Um, Sarah. Yeah. I feel the yours? same. I, I feel like, yeah, there was definitely bummer things that happened, but I feel like I did a good job of uh, navigating them uh, for the most part. But yeah, got a lot done, made a lot of cosplays, went to a lot of conventions. Yeah. Uh, had yeah. a lot of, uh, had a lot of good times. Yeah. It was pretty good. Um, this was definitely the year I went to the most conventions and I like yeah. met the most people. And How many conventions did you go to this year, Kaylin? I went to three, which I know doesn't seem like a lot, but for me, it's a lot considering in the past I've only ever, but especially since like last year I did two, I went to Terrificon and New York Comic Con, but both of those, I only did one day each. Mm. This year I did all three days at Chicago, which is my first time going to Chicago or C2E2. Um, I only did one day at Terrificon, but that's a small con. You don't need to do more than one day. Yeah. Um, and uh, New York Comic Con, I did all four days. I mean, four days is insane. That's my hot take: is four days is too long. I don't think I don't think four I, day cons should exist. I think three day cons. I don't are know good. if I would. I'm trying to. I I like. I want to do it again because I don't want FOMO. Yeah. But it was a lot. I will tell you, next year at New York Comic Con, I am not debuting four brand new cosplays. See, that's, that's too where much. I really went wrong. <laughs> Debut that two new cosplays, two new cosplays, one old cosplay, and one like casual like yeah wet no i mean i honestly cosplay. i have like a very like i have a bit more of a lax cosplay plan for the year it's a lot more like intensive like making but i don't have like a thousand cosplays i plan to make or buy or whatever yeah well first things first three cons is a lot most people outside of southern california get one if they're lucky maybe two mm. in their area and you got to travel out for th the third yeah. right i mean um, i'm lucky because i'm near new york yeah that's so true. it was easy like i was able to just take the train in and out of the city each day although next year i think i'm gonna get a hotel <laughs> yeah i uh getting a hotel for cons changed my life uh I especially mean, my, both my, you guys doing account, cosplay but yeah <laughs> yeah i yeah. have a yeah when you have a i still have to get my housing for chicago <laughs> i'm i'm working on that i'm gonna be back in chicago for c2e2 uh Wait, 2024 same. I have a big yeah. plan to hit a couple of cons, uh, a good amount of cons for 2024. You should come to New York. I am looking at New York. New York is nice. one of my tops. Um, but I did get the four-day pass plus preview night for San Diego. So Oh, wow. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be living That's there. That's a goal for me. I'd like to go to San Diego someday. It's but 2024 is not the year for that. I have a crazy 2024. <laughs> and it's too late now for 2024. Well, uh, yeah, no, but I purposely was like, I'm not even gonna try. I oh, have yeah. like, I have a bunch of weddings next year. You're getting married multiple times. Ooh, I am. progressive! Congratulations, so many multiple um, husbands. No, I, I've got. I have a bunch of my friends. A bunch of my friends are getting married. Yeah, and I'm a bridesmaid in at least. I'm a bridesmaid in one of them. I, I have another friend getting married. But I don't think that's happening until 25, and I'm a bridesmaid for that. Yeah, my family's already booked a vacation. Plus, I have cons booked. <laughs> A you lot. get a lot. You get a lot. I it's get a it. Lot. Um, 
Uh, Sarah, how many cons are you going to in 2024? I don't know. Uh, so we are definitely going to Anime Los Angeles, which is next weekend. Oh. Um, definitely WonderCon and definitely San Diego Comic-Con. We always do LA Comic-Con. Um, and we'll probably do at least a couple days of Anime Expo. So there's at least five. Uh, we went to 11 this year. <gasps> That's a lot. That, that is, is a lot. That is a lot. Much. My three. <laughs> if you look at my... But what I have discovered is that um, since my daughter has gotten me into anime... We started doing anime cosplay in Southern California. There's an anime convention every other weekend, like genuinely oh, nice. one this weekend. And there's one the weekend after. Um, so there's, there's like a, a couple of companies that do one and in like, they do like a, an orange County one and then an LA one. And then like a Riverside one and, then and a long like, beach one and yeah, an Ontario one. one. Yeah. Oh right? yeah, I'm sorry. We're also going to uh, Comic Con Revolution in Ontario because See? almost the entire voice cast of Rebels is going to be there. Um, Very nice. So we got to go nice. for that, and it's right down the street from our house. So yeah, um, we went to eleven or twelve. I might be forgetting, but uh, quite a lot. I think I'm aiming for six next year. I think there's six that I and mo- a lot of them are out of state. I think my out of state mm-hmm. ones: Emerald City Comic Con, New oh, York. That's a good one uh chicago i'm looking at dragon con in atlanta um i've heard really good things about dragon con yeah so you know well we're all doing great things and emerald, um, emerald yeah. city is emerald city is one i would love to go to i think possibly it's right before WonderCon, which is rough i think it's mm. also might be the weekend of my daughter is going to be in a willy wonka the musical at her school very nice Aww. I think it might be that weekend, but yeah, Emerald City out of state cons are like, I mean, it's hard to travel with a kid, um, yeah. <laughs> even down to San Diego. So that's something I definitely want to do uh, someday. The furthest we've been is Vegas for a con we went to. Um, 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 Emerald City Comic Con is in Seattle, February 29th to March oh. 3rd, and WonderCon is in Anaheim, March 29th to 31st. Oh, okay. So a month in between. Um, I'm planning on both WonderCon, especially of course, because it's my backyard. Um, but D23 Expo, which is no longer called D23 Expo, it's oh. called D23 Disney Fan Experience or something like that. Um, oh. I don't know why they're rebranding it to be like events at the park, events at the con, and events at Angel Stadium. Mm. Oh, interesting. So that's something in 2024. So I don't know if that's yeah. good or bad, but we'll see how that goes. Um, 2023 for me, I just realized today I've been focusing on all the good stuff in 2023 and I've been riding this like, oh, like cool stuff. And then I realized today, oh yeah, there were bad things too. So now, mm-hmm. you know, I was flying high and now let's let's talk about the best of 2023. <laughs> Movies, TV, books. Did anyone read any books this year? I started reading again for like the first time in years and I'm so excited. What'd you, what'd you read in 2023? Normally we don't even talk, we don't talk book books. Yeah. But. So I started the year last Christmas um, and it was weird that I asked for this because like I said, I hadn't really been reading as an adult. I just hadn't had the attention span. But last Christmas, I asked for Simu Liu's memoir. And so I started this year, I read his memoir. And then I didn't read anything for like 
until August when I went to the beach with my friends and on the way to the beach, my friends are like, and we're going to read. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? That's news to me. I don't have books. <laughs> so we swung by a bookstore and I bought um, a quart of thorns and roses mm-hmm. and I went down the rabbit hole big time. I hear uh, so, uh, some people who love it, love entire- it. I, I love it. I just finished reading uh, the entire series the other day. Mm. And then I read three books this week alone. You are you are on a binge. Which is I a good am thing. on a binge. I also reread all the Percy Jackson books in preparation for the show. I'm mm-hmm. now reading the Heroes of Olympus series again. Is it, is it wasn't there a new Percy Jackson book that came out this year? Yes, and I haven't read it yet, which is why I'm okay. rereading Heroes of Olympus because the new one, the, the sixth book takes place after the second series. Of course. So there's like the first, the series of the first five books. That's Percy Jackson Olympians. Then there's Heroes of Olympus, which is another five oh, books. Oh, yeah. And then the new Percy Jackson book is part of the first series, but it takes place after the second because they're all like interconnected. Yeah, of course. And then there's also like other books put or part of that universe. And some I've read, some I haven't. So I'm like rereading everything. I'm I'm going to read them <laughs> this year or next year you're gonna love them um i uh i got them for evie for christmas so we're gonna start reading them before bed as her bedtime uh, stories so nice and how old is she she's about to be seven. Oh, i was i was 11 when i first started reading them and i started reading them around the time the second book came out and uh it was never, I, my mom never, read them. I've never read them, so we're going on the journey together. I well, but I love that you're reading them together because that's literally how I started reading it. I had done like a book club with my mom at church, and it was us, a bunch of old ladies, and our pastor, and we just enjoyed reading a book together. Mind you, I was eleven, and I had, we just enjoyed reading a book together, my mom and I. So after that book club ended, we decided we wanted to read another book together, and her librarian had suggested. Um, the, the first Percy Jackson book. So we read it together. We like, she picked up two copies and we did our own little book club. And then my sister oh. boy proceeded to read them. My dad proceeded to read them. It's a family affair. We have yeah. the, we have literally every book by him. I love the idea that you had a church book club and then the second yes. book was a Percy Jackson. It was like, look, it was, no, the Percy like Jackson this, book was not part of church. If you like <laughs> this God, you're going to love oh, these God. ones. No, no, no. The Percy Jackson book was not, <laughs> no, the one that, um, the book that I read with church was Lizzie. Was Lizzie like, McGuire? Lizzie, no. <laughs> it was like Lizzie something and the Buckminster Boy. Lizzie Bright and the Buckminster Boy. I couldn't begin to tell you what that book was about. I don't remember it. I just remember my mom and I enjoyed reading a book together. That's cool. So when the book club ended, my mom and I were like, well, let's just do this one book just to us. And it was right around the time I was developing an interest in Greek mythology. Yeah, that's nice. The only books I've read this year, uh, I uh, am an English teacher and I create my own classes. So uh, I give them choices of the books. Every class has five books that they can pick. Mm-hmm. And it's like little tracks you can take. So I read all of the assigned reading over the summer. So I have a graphic novels class and then an antagonist and foils class. So I read Ooh. a lot of uh, those and then I'm in a Comic-Con Educators Book Club where we read a new comic every month um, that could be used that. in the classroom. So I read, um, yeah, it's a lot of comics that could possibly be young adult, high school age. So we did like Laura Dean Keeps Breaking Up With Me, which is a favorite. Um, <laughs> uh, Superman and the Harvest of Youth is one we just read, which I also really liked. But yeah, we're doing, we do, I got a book club and then the stuff that my my students read. 
is my my only books that I've read this year. Nothing. I, that's a lot of what my mom does because she's a fifth grade teacher. I um I don't read that many book books. I spend too much time reading comic books. Um, that's still reading. I mean, it is. It is, but prose, right? Like I don't read prose, and even when I read prose, it's nonfiction. So like yeah. Malcolm Gladwell. Um, I'm reading a lot of Malcolm Gladwell and then listening to uh, an audiobook of one of them because I'm like while I drive I'm just gonna listen to his audiobook while I'm like you know driving so that's what I've been doing I've but been, it's not 2023 that's how I re- you know yeah but. I mean that's how I reread the Percy Jackson series yeah. was through audio though it turns out I was using audible wrong and so I now I need to find a new audiobook service because oh. apparently the way I'm the way I was using audible was completely wrong and the way you're supposed to use it, I think it's just too expensive. Oh. So now I'm trying to find like a more affordable audio service. Yeah. But that also actually has the books I want to listen to. Yeah. Because people keep suggesting audio ser- book services to me that are like more affordable. I'm like, but they don't have the books I want to listen to. We'll talk after. We'll talk after. Maybe. Yeah. I, I, need I, need to, I need to figure out. Yeah. I need to figure out stuff for myself. Um, What I also realized, and I'm, I mean, I don't want to derail the conversation. I was playing a lot of Marvel <laughs> Snap this year. Uh, mm. on my free time and then recently I changed over to the New York Times crosswords and nice. I don't know which one's better or worse Marvel Snap is really fun I just I, I mean I got tired I was playing it a lot that was my free time like my time between times you know mm. you know those times like mm-hmm. there's yeah. the, the big things you do then there's the smaller things you fit in between there and then there's like the smaller things you get five minutes yeah. of time what do you do? Uh, you know? I do the I do the New York Times crossword connections and Wordle every day. That's like my, I this is like a seventy five year old thing to say, but I drink my coffee. I drop I drop my kid off at school. I sit down. I drink my coffee. I do the Wordle and the connections and the crossword while I drink my coffee. Do you do the big <laughs> crossword or the small? I do one the mini. Minute I do the mini because yeah, I yeah. don't want to pay for it. Oh, I yeah, <laughs> I I decided to pay for it. The crosswords nice. are tough. Some of them are purposely tough. I don't want to get into this, but <laughs> New York Times crossword, sometimes their whole point is to like make you feel dumb or or be like, you didn't get this wordplay. Yeah, it's the like, wordplay is the worst. I'm like, why are you doing wordplay? Oh, it's like, like it's like when I'm watching Jeopardy and there's those there's those categories where the answer is like a combination of two things. I hate those categories. Yeah. Yeah. I can't they just had one of those the other day and I had a delightful time. I know. I was, I was like, what is this? Um, there were, I, I mean, like those ones. Ah, uh, okay. I, yeah, I could, I could go on about this. Um, it's just a recent <laughs> thing of mine. We're picking up different things in 2023. You know, we're different people at the end of 2023 than we are, uh, were at the beginning. And then 2024, yep. hopefully we'll have that same growth. Um, did you guys watch more movies or TV this year? I don't know. I think I watched more movies. Like, okay, yeah. Well, uh, I watch a lot of movies, but yeah. some of it's repeats. That's fair. Like, you just rewatch, watch and rewatch stuff. Well, I watch like a lot of sitcoms and procedurals while I'm working because it's easy. I need something. Yeah. Otherwise, I'll just be on my phone, which obviously is bad. <laughs> Um, so I just need some sort of background noise. And if I'm at the office, it's a, it's an audiobook or a podcast, but if I'm at home, 
I've got my little Kindle. So it's not like a big TV. My mm -hmm. little Kindle is just like playing right now. It's modern family for like the seventh time. Have you so watched that show? Have you watched community? I have. Okay, good. At I least... watched community. I just rewatched the office recently. Parks and rec. Have you new watched... girls always in the mix. You say new girl. New girl's always in the mix. Okay. I've seen that so many times. Have you I do watched that half... with the oh, good what? place. I do that with the good place. I, good love the good I, just, place. Fin I just finished rewatching the good place. It's so good. Um, were you about to say happy endings? I was going to say happy. I always say happy endings. I love happy endings. You don't like happy endings? I do. I love it. But it's oh. one of those ones. That I don't think I've seen are. that. It's a deep cut. Okay. It didn't get the love it deserved when it was on. It three is seasons. Incredible. It was on for mm, three seasons. And every, every at the end of every season, it was about to get canceled. Then it gets picked back up again. And like at the final season. So there's a three seasons plus a COVID special they did on Zoom. And I love when they did the COVID special. <laughs> the COVID specials on Zoom. Uh, it was fun. Sarah, did you watch that one? I didn't. It was it was funny there because they they do like meta humor sometimes. So they were like, they were like, oh, yeah, that time it was it was back in season two, episode 13. Uh, that's what I call like blah, blah, blah. And they like made up an in-universe reason why it like something was a season in the episode. Yeah, oh, it was like an emotional breakdown of Penny. Like it was her episode. Mm. Right. <laughs> so they, that's a anyway. Happy ending is really good, so I recommend that. Okay. But that is not 2023. Ugh. No, it's. I would say it's harder for me to watch TV shows, and I, you know, this is maybe just a uh, an anti binge model. Yeah. Um, because when it's a movie, I have to dedicate. Like last night, I was like, I want to watch something. Okay, I'll watch. I've heard a lot about Saltburn. I have two hours to give Saltburn right now. I'll do it because my daughter uh, is at my dad's house. Right. Right. Her dad's house. And then, uh, but for a TV show, like I started watching Blue Eye Samurai. Love it. But if every Thursday I had to watch Blue Eye Samurai, I could be totally committed to it. Right. Yeah. If every Thursday for six weeks I got to watch an hour of Blue Eye Samurai, I would be for it. But instead, it was all at once, there's eight hours of it. And mm -hmm. that's so much more of a commitment, even though it's like, I guess I could watch it every day for a week watch up one episode a day but then it's like i'm scheduling myself so yeah. yeah it's with the binge model with everything dropping at once it's a lot easier for me to commit a couple hours to a movie than yeah. i feel like i used to be really great at binging and this is where my attention span like constantly is fluctuating because as i said i struggled with reading up until recently now it's like i'm struggling with watching tv <laughs> unless it's like my little sitcom or something Cause there's like, I've been trying to watch the new season of Our Flag Means Death. I think I've only watched like three episodes. Meanwhile, yeah. I was obsessed with the first season and went through it so quickly. It's a state of mind, right? Like binging, the way I used to say it, and it's so funny cause before I had like, I was doing a bunch of like part-time jobs. I used to tell people be like, why aren't you watching stuff? Like, come on, like, right. just put aside some time and like watch something, everybody has time. And then I got I a full time. Know. Now I have a full time job and a part time job. And so I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> uh... Well, my friend was always like, oh, I don't watch that. I haven't been watching much TV. I've just been reading a lot. I'm like, how? And now I'm literally in that same position. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was also, also I don't like, have Netflix anymore. Oh, yeah, that's fair. I pay too much for Netflix now because I pay I... for my family's Netflix. Oh. Thinking that I was like back when I was on it. And then oh, now yeah. I'm rem like, Sep right like I'm separate and now I have, I added on the additional fee to be separate 
Oh, like, I see. My parents. I'm not going to cut. Their, I'm not going to cut my mom's Netflix, but I also need Netflix. Right. So I'm kind of stuck here. See, my parents were paying for Netflix, and then I've, I and I actually lasted a while on Netflix. Um, long after my sister got booted, I was still on it. Yeah. And I thought I had kind of like sneak through the system because I live so I live less than a mile from my parents so I was like oh have I tricked Netflix because I, live I thought so I tricked Netflix to them. too and uh, eventually I went to watch something and I had literally watched like the first episode of a show and I was like oh that's great and the next day I went to go watch the next one it was like mm, I don't think you're on the right network <laughs> yeah um like damn gonna, I didn't I'm care gonna... about the show that much to <laughs> pay for it so <laughs> I'm going to do a quick rundown just of the topics that the Keeg has covered this year. Um, movies and TV, right? So like Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, Mandalorian came out. Um, uh, we also got Shazam, Fury of the Gods, right? These are like comic book stuff. Last of Us uh, was this Love year. That. Um, Mandalorian again. Oh, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, uh, Super Mario Brothers movie. There was a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers uh, special this year guardians of the galaxy volume three little mermaid uh spider-man across the spider-verse transformers rise of the beast the flash secret invasion indiana jones and the dial of destiny um there was some star trek shows that came out this year uh like like uh strange new worlds mission impossible dead reckoning part one uh blue beetle came out ninja turtles came out uh what else do we got the marvels loki season two scott pilgrim takes off and that's i that's you know roughly it the strike was also this year so it kind of affected things um you know like barbie came out and oppenheimer came out you know barbie <laughs> um i couldn't tell you know what background. i want to talk about what, do you guys have a number one pick of the year movie wise let's just let's talk movies Barbie. Is Barbie your number one pick of the year? Yes. Hands down. <laughs> I loved it. I I loved it. And I need to see it again. So I'm gonna I'll probably watch it with my mom. But like Yeah. I don't know whether it's my pick of the year. I definitely um, I haven't watched it since it came back on streaming, but I saw it three times in theaters. Okay. All right. Um this is my one of my very first uh I have a child and that uh, you know heavily influences my my picks of the year but one of the things that she does is if she watches a movie we then watch it every day for the next four to five days so I showed her Barbie a couple days ago um and we have watched it three times in the past four or five days um so I've watched Barbie many many times um and now it is her go-to when she's just like idly doing something if she's coloring she'll be like I'm just Ken anywhere else like that's she's singing i'm just ken in the background of her life um, that song's I'm been just, stuck in my head for months it was my number one song on spotify i apparently listened to it over 600 times that's fantastic i mean my number two sense. song was push also by ryan gosling <laughs> put what's push that's the song he sings when they're like all singing, where they're like playing guitar at the Barbies. Oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll play guitar. That too. was my number two. <laughs> okay. For some reason, I was thinking Push It by Salt and Pepper. Yeah. No, as a result, uh, Ryan Gosling was my number three art- artist on Spotify. That's wild. 
That's but, why uh, Justin know. Timberlake has been in my top three for a long time because my daughter is obsessed with trolls. Oh, oh nice. Um, I've never seen so, those. Yeah. I was you gonna know, watch I, the new one because I like because <laughs> I like boy bands, but I didn't get to watch the new one. Um, I I will say I left trolls. Uh, uh, there'll be a time to talk about trolls three. There'll be time. okay. So it's in a, it's in a category. So do you, Sarah? Do you have a best movie of the year? Like your favorite? I mean, in my heart, it's across it, it's across the Spider Verse. Yes. Um, oh, I so am a creature of habit, and a lot of my like favorite things are things that I can watch over and over again. Yeah. Um, it was interesting to see the list of movies because Guardians Three I really really loved. Yeah. But it's one of those movies where it's like it wasn't, and this makes me sound like a shallow person, right? Like it was great, but it wasn't fun. Like I'm not gonna lie, yeah. pop some popcorn and turn on Guardians Three, even though it was a really good movie. There were fun funny moments, but like across the Spider Verse. At any random point in my day, I can just start watching it. Yeah. Right. And have a good time. Same with Barbie. Um, same with Saltburn. Um, I can just watch it anytime and have a You can watch Saltburn at just any time. Yeah. Oh, I I don't think I ever want to see it again. So I watched Saltburn last night, and I think there's two distinct categories of people. Um, this is like people now. People that it's like three categories. There's I didn't like Saltburn. Um, there's, it was where I think you're in, where like, it was a movie. I don't think I ever need to see that again. Some weird stuff is a little disturbing. I don't know if I want to watch it. And then it made me want to like, oh no, God, sorry. I I was watching it and I just kept thinking like, I'm having the time of my life. Like what a delight this movie is. It's like so darkly funny and absurd. Like nothing that happened. Maybe it's because I was prepped for the weirder things that happened, but nothing that happened in it was I like, oh, he's it's funny the water out of that bathtub. I was like, yeah, it's Jacob What's... Alordi's bathwater. <laughs> okay. Oh, it was people so much sick. more than just that his makes bath. people sick. It was so much more than just his bathwater. Oh. to clarify but not like not visibly more than his bath water no but it was more than just his bath yeah. water and that but was it's, the point it's funny because I went into the movie knowing exactly what it was I knew exactly what it was I had completely I wasn't planning to watch it at all and so I had honestly just like googled the whole plot <laughs> like a month ago when it came out I was like yeah I saw the trailer I was like yeah I'm curious what it is but not curious enough to watch the movie let's like google this so I went in fully aware of what it was and it still I wasn't that for me <laughs> I am I'm not gonna watch it uh but I uh I, I mean am... it's free if you want <laughs> it's it's in the category for me one of my favorite genres is um like rich people being horrible to each other i hated uh, or everyone like, there or no like one... rich people being the worst or like there's no one likable in this movie that's why i really like succession succession is such a show um, of like every you don't root for anyone in succession but you really love see, I just, I need someone to like but for me barry keoghan in this movie it very much for me falls into that like good for her cinematic universe thing where it's mm. like yeah did she murder people but good for her you know like they all sucked right like I think that that is a it's for me it fits in that like I know that Barry Keoghan is a cisgender man but he fits beautifully it's a little puzzle no I see what you're saying good for her cinematic universe yeah it was 
I described it to my parents because we saw an, I was watching something with my parents and an ad popped up. And uh, even though I hadn't seen the movie, I knew what it was. And my mom was like, what the heck is that? I'm like, do you have any intention of seeing it? She's like, no. I'm like, all right. The basic plot is deranged bisexual shows up and ruins everyone's lives. <laughs> I just, I just, I just, I just, I just glanced the Wikipedia entry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yep. know why. I don't know why. I'm not that. I, I don't know. I don't know why. I'm trying to like. People are making all these. I'm. I'm like now a Saltburn number one defender. I know. Uh, oh, I'm not judging anyone who enjoys it. No, no, no. It's, it's not I'm not, and I'm not judging anyone who didn't. I think it's one of those things. Like I, I think the um the conversation around it is very strange. Uh, like there's a lot of things I'm seeing of like, if you thought salt burn was disturbing, here's 10 more disturbing videos. And it's like, no, 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 I didn't. I just think that uh, it's a lot of pretty people behaving yes. badly. And yes. there's, you know, a little bit of depravity. It's not that, it, but I, I had a great time. Spe speaking of which, they're doing a Cruel Intentions TV show, I think. Why? <laughs> I think that some of the people are gonna are 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 being involved, like the same the, oh, the past previous okay. are involved. So anyway, talk about talking about. I feel that. like all those movies have a different cast because there's at least two or three of those. There's one Cruel Intentions, and then there was no. A, there's like a sequel. There's a and it's like a different cast. Yeah, there's a sequel <laughs> movie that went to straight to, like it was supposed right. to be. It was supposed to be like a pilot for a show, but then oh. it ended up being released as a direct to like VHS movie and oh, okay. it, it was more of a like a skinamax sort of situation. Right. Cause I remember I definitely saw both and it was like the same characters, but the cast was completely different. I think so. Cause it was supposed to be a pilot for a show. But is it, it called, was is it called Crueler Intentions? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I just want them I always want things to be labeled in the fast and furious way of like yeah. Too cruel, too intentional. But the Fast and Furious doesn't even make sense because there's no consistency. Uh, did you guys see Fast X? I've seen two Fast and Furious movies in my life, and that's it. So I Fast X two. came out this year, and I I didn't do a, a Keeg episode on it. Just I mean, for multiple reasons, but like it 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 made it it lost me. It like I've been on this road, you know pun intended um with 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 the with the characters and nobody dies unless they want to die you get what i mean yeah the idea yeah, like that like superheroes a, at this point it, to, yeah. to, like i get like the upsetting the laws of physics thing because that's kind of the way it's like if a car goes off a cliff and then activates its boosters maybe it gets enough lift to like fly up <laughs> whatever it's dumb sure but like that's part of the magic but when it comes to like nobody who's dead is dead unless you purposely choose to die it's the weirdest thing and like i don't know it's it's so it's too much yeah. you can clearly I see that vin diesel wants to be fan favorite but he's not <laughs> fan favorite and oh really he's, he's a, vin diesel's who's nobody's favorite in, in who's that. fan favorite uh, I mean, people liked people liked um, Paul Walker's character better than Vin Diesel, I think. Oh, really? But like, I mean, in, I haven't seen those movies in, in like ten years. The Rock became everybody's favorite 
I do like him. And then that's why he left because Vin Diesel and The Rock were bumping heads. And then now The Rock is back because nobody wants to deal with The Rock anymore on other movies. <laughs> so The Rock comes back at the end of Fast X in a post credit scene. Oh, do you, do you guys want me to just spoil it? Like, spoil it. I mean, I I kind of want to watch all of them at some point, but not enough to be like, oh, I don't don't spoil it for me. Because I honestly, I mean, I saw clips of uh, Jason Momoa in that movie, and I'm like, I don't know what this what ha was happening in this movie, but he seems like he's a good time. So he he's good in it. John Cena is good in it. John and like, Cena's in those movies now. Yeah, and he's been because John Cena's plot. great now. You know, but. I think it was either this movie or the last movie that Han comes back from the dead. Yeah, Tokyo, so Han Tokyo comes Drift. back from the dead. Uh, and then at the end of this movie, guess who's alive? I, oh, I actually... Pa I mean, Paul I Walker? I don't know. The no, not Paul Walker. I don't know why I'm asking you guys. But wait, Sarah, how, how many have you seen? I've seen like three. Okay. Gal yeah. Gadot's character is alive. Oh. Wait, she's in those movies? She, yeah, and she dies, and then she, like it's been years, and now she's back, and then post credit she scene. She won't work as Wonder Woman anymore. The Rock, the Rock comes in <laughs> in the post credit scene. Well, it's a it's a big guy with a mask on, and then you're like, I wonder who this guy is who's walking like this, you know? And then he takes off his mask, and he's like, Oh, that's some bitch. And I'm like, okay, cool, that's the Rock. We see him now. Okay, the Rock is back. And, like, nobody dies in that movie except for John Cena. He <laughs> dies. And he chooses to die in this weird way. I'm trying to remember what happens. I think he, like, shoots a rocket downwards and flips his car and then, like, dies. What are these movies? <laughs> so that's Fast X for you. Uh, wow. Th that's not the worst movie of the year, in my opinion. I, can, I bet I can guess which one it is. Fun. It does sound fun. It's not as fun as the previous Fast movies. That's the oh. thing. Like oh. that—that's what I used to say about the previous ones. At least they're fun. This one, yeah. Nah. I am intrigued. I did actually want. I never got around to it, mostly because I hadn't seen the other Fast and Furious movies that were definitely like were set beforehand. But I wanted to see the spinoff Hobbs and Shaw because I felt like that was an interesting duo. It's not that good. I, no, I watched it no. also. I wanted to like it, but well, Vanessa Kirby is amazing, but that's, I don't know whether it's my mind and my eyes playing tricks on that's me. Fair. I don't know. Um, that's fair. Um, but uh, that movie needed like one more rewrite. Like mm -hmm. they needed like one more like punch up by like actual comedy writers, but I feel like they got pro wrestling writers. So like their comebacks aren't witty they're just like how about i shove my foot up your ass so then you can <laughs> tie your nose with my shoelaces what okay cool yeah you know whatever dude or they're just like you some bitch and it's like okay <laughs> cool That's I'm, I'm imagining i'm imagining some bitch uh that line delivered in a way that like i'm thinking about charlotte's web when she writes some pig but now I'm just like, oh, oh yeah, some bitch. That's just, yeah. yeah. I'm always thinking about Charlotte's Web. Um, that's fair. That's fair. a great book. Uh, so Fast X is not my worst big deal. My 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 best, my favorite, because my mom used to say like, oh, you cry so much at movies because the movie is good. Like, 
that's the point of a movie, right? If they're making you cry, right. it means you're feeling something for them, right? So Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 might be my best, <sighs> my my number so one. I, I have, I've only watched it once and I'm yeah. trying to catch my mom up with Marvel movies so I can literally make her cry with this movie. Like I am setting her up. The to, valiant goal. Because we've gotten as far as we just finished Guardians Volume 2 and she has, and she's watched Black Panther. So like, I'm literally setting her up for just crying. Infinity War, yeah, pretty much from here Infinity on War, out, Endgame, Black Panther two, uh, uh, Guardians three. I'm literally yeah, just setting her up. No Way Home. She's already seen No Way Home. Weirdly oh, enough. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, okay. I feel like if I ranked my movies by crying this year. I also I, I feel like Across the Spider-Verse is is top for me, but I also like Into the Spider-Verse is one of my favorite movies of all time. So Across the yeah. Spider-Verse is, is definitely up there. But then I feel like like second through like 10th place, there's like a bunch of movies that I was like, that was a good movie that I really liked watching. There was a couple yeah. movies this year that I did not enjoy watching, but for the most part, but then I also cried. Like I cry very easily. I cried during Guardians. I cried during Barbie. Um, but I also yep. watched that with my mom. Same, same uh, here. Same. I, uh, you know, I cried. Uh, well, I watched Past Lives and I cried through almost that entire movie. And then I, which is very good. Uh, I haven't, I seen, haven't seen the holdovers, but I'm sure I'll cry. Um, I didn't cry during Saltburn, but I, I watched Wonka yesterday with my daughter. This was the double. Our double feature is I watched Wonka with my daughter, and then I watched Salt Saltburn alone on my couch, and I cried during Wonka. I wanted, I've been, there's actually a bunch of movies out right now that I want to see, but I just didn't have the energy to get to the movie theater. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like the last couple of months, I just haven't been to the movies, but I, I wanted to, I never got to see around to seeing Ballad of Songbirds, Songbirds and, and it's Snake. Good. Yeah. I wanted to see that. I heard really good things. I was actually invited to a screening of it, wow. but it didn't work out for me work-wise because I wasn't going to be getting home until like 2 a.m. And then I had to get up at six to go to the office. I was like, I just can't tell my boss that I can't go to the office because I'm going to the movies. Um, <laughs> so I ended up not seeing it and I just haven't seen it yet. But there's like a bunch of stuff out right now. I want to see Wonka. What else is out right now? Uh, Aquaman 2. Aquaman I haven't seen yet, but I want to. Um. It's new color purple out. Yeah, I think so. I want to see I, that. I I love that there's a lot of musicals out that they're not telling us are musicals. Like Wonka's <laughs> a genuine Wonka's genuinely a musical. I don't uh, know how people didn't know that. Like the first one was the first one, but the first one, yeah. Oh yeah. First one, well, this has more songs than the first one. Oh really? Yeah. I've never okay. thought of the first one being a musical because like the Oompa Loompas sing. The Oompa Loompas sing. And, and then Gene Wilder has the ones like yeah. one or two songs, right? But then yeah. there's also uh, "Cheer Up Charlie," uh, aka the moment where you can just go make yourself popcorn. The song that uh, Willie, uh, that Charlie's mom sings. Oh, is that oh, the one yeah. where the grandpa gets out of bed and starts dancing? No, but the, no, she's like alone singing about how like it's okay that we're poor. Like, it's a, <laughs> like it's it's, it's been a while since I watched it. It's one of the most forgettable songs. But yeah, Wonka, I was like, I, I don't know if this is a good movie, but I am having a nice time. Okay. Um, I mean, I like Timothy Chalamet, and I feel like he's just quirky enough that it fits, in my opinion. Does he do a good um, job? Because I don't think he's endearing enough. 
he is he's very charming in the movie okay it's a very uh, yeah he's uh, he does a good job except for he talks about his mom a lot and every time he says mama it just reminds me of austin butler in uh in elvis oh which is a movie oh. i did not enjoy watching every time he's like we're, we're doing it mama and i'm like why are you saying it like mama like it's a it's he's got a weird inflection <laughs> it on sounds it. like johnny bravo yeah well have, didn't he like change his entire accent for that movie i have i told have i told you he's from anaheim why is he talking like this? Get rid of the. You're... He looks like a he's he looks like a surfer dude, and now he like he's like do, no, I've always talked like this. To do all of like that this. work like, for a movie that you... was genuinely bad, yeah, is like if the because well, he's not good. If it was a masterpiece, I would say. Didn't he get like Oscar buzz for that movie? It's dumb. Yeah, but I think it's because it's Baz Luhrmann, right? Like it's yeah. it's yeah. it's Oscar bait, right? Um, he's also in Dune Part Two. That's true. But I don't wait. Austin Butler's in Dune Part Two. Yeah. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I don't want him. Any? I don't. Okay. The first time Listen, I ever I'm saw still Austin see Butler, because Florence Pugh will be there. Austin Butler was in Arrow. So Austin Butler had a very small part in Arrow, and his storyline was a DJ at the club that like Oliver Queen's sister owns and manages. And he, they're like setting up a love interest. And then it turns out he was in the League of Assassins the whole time. And he tries to like kill her. But it doesn't make any sense. And he's horrible. The choice. He's also in, is he in the San Junipero episode of Black Mirror? I just watched it the other I day. And I was so. like, is that Austin Butler? Hold on. I don't think look it up. He's okay. a guy at the bar who's just trying to hit on uh, Gugu Mothra's yeah. character. Oh, okay. I just remember being in high school and watching the Carrie Diaries and he was Sebastian Kidd. And he was also in like a lot of like, uh, like tween rom-coms on like Nickelodeon and Disney Channel yeah. when I was growing up. Um, I saw Puss, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish came out last year, but I saw it this year before Oscar, before Oscars season. Oh. Or whatever. Never got around to seeing that. It's really I good. Love Puss in Boots, The Last Wish is really good. You know what I loved? The Little Mermaid. That was so beautifully done. Yeah. Because I mean, I have, I still have very mixed feelings on the fact that Disney is just pumping out these remakes of their old yeah. movies. I think it's a lot. It's in my opinion, it's really lazy. However, as far as those remakes go, this one was by far the best because it remade the classic story that we know from the late 80s but really expanded upon the characters and the story in yeah. a way that enhanced it as opposed to I feel like some of the others I didn't hate Aladdin I feel like Aladdin was kind of fun and they some of the changes they included in that I worked, liked Aladdin but I liked Aladdin but there were some that it's like I know I, I liked Aladdin too but I feel like a lot of the others the changes or additions it was just like lion king was I, unnecessary i i also i also <laughs> liked aladdin i feel like little mermaid did successfully what aladdin did not as successfully they added in that jasmine song well while it is a good song it didn't really do anything for me for the story but i feel like they added a lot for they added a lot of stuff to uh eric's to eric. character yeah to eric's yeah. character that made it make sense they also closed the loophole of her not remembering that she's trying to get him to kiss her. Yeah. Um, right. Where it's like, 
it seems like it would be easier to get then spell it out right yeah right yeah. right so that was a good yeah i i really enjoyed it i also liked how their romance was built upon a shared interest of curiosity for the world beyond their own versus just like hey you're pretty yeah because it feels like a lot of like their initial romance in the first movie was them just kind of infatuated with the other like hey they're handsome hey you're pretty not there was obviously more to it than I think some other Disney movies but yeah this one was very much a shared curiosity and love of learning that bonded them and I really loved that it felt a lot more organic something and correct me if I'm wrong are the new Disney adaptations essentially adding a layer of like hey, it's not enough that, like, you're good-looking or that there's a sexual attraction, like, there has to be something else? Or is it just this movie? And did that happen in others? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. remember. Does it happen in Aladdin? <clears throat> I mean, they're, they're trying to add, like, some agency to Jasmine in Aladdin. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I feel like she already kind of have had it. Like I, I feel like she it definitely had yeah. more than others. Yeah, and I feel like theirs is not a you know love at first sight type. You know they they do have a genuine connection, so I feel like it wasn't really necessary. Aladdin and Jasmine, mm. um, like they've yeah. got a meet cute right. Um, yeah, but no, I feel like they did need to update the Little Mermaid for that. Um, yeah, I think they did a good just job. just a little bit. Yeah. And oh my goodness, was Halle Bailey just incredible casting. Yeah. It was yeah. so good. I saw it with my mom and my best friend. My best friend drove like two and a half hours from where she lives just to come see it with me. And it was great. It was so much fun. The only downside I think of the Little Mermaid movie is that I wanted to see more of her sisters. Like they spent all that time yeah. designing the sisters, at like casting them, and they didn't do anything. A lot and, of like, the marketing and... um like if you go to Party City, like all of the, yeah. the Little Mermaid party stuff features the sisters, but they're really not in it that much. No. Yeah. It's, you know? And and maybe, I would have liked more of the sisters. I think I go against like a lot of what a lot of people want. I want more Disney Plus series tie-ins with movies. Like I want more world expansion. Like that's me personally. And so I like I know a lot of people yeah. don't want that, but like I want an Aladdin sequel, personally. I want, like, I would love for an Oh, Aladdin I'd be sequel. down for that. A live-action Aladdin sequel of an original story. We don't need to do Return of Jafar, but we could do, like, something else. They're not going to do mm-hmm. it. But I would love a Little Mermaid sequel Um, for this. Because they go off, yeah. right? The World Beyond? What's it called? Like, what do they say? It's like, isn't there, like, a phrase that they use for, like, charting uncharted seas? Or is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Anyway, the point being is, they could do a Little Mermaid sequel. They could do a Little Mermaid yeah. TV show and like have those sisters involved, you know? Yeah. Um, maybe maybe it's just me that I want more hot mermaids. I don't know. But I think That's there's true. a lot of stories to be told. I agree. Um, I was looking through, I'm looking through my AMC A-list at like all the movies that came out this year and whatnot. And there's, there's movies just I forgot that even existed. Like, did you guys see Joyride? No. No, but I wanted to. It's okay. I mean, I like <laughs> the fact that it exists and that if anybody likes it, then that's good. I personally thought it needed one more punch up in the script. Mm. And that's how I judge a lot of these scripts now is like, you know, you know, yeah. You know what movies I loved? And these both, both of these movies star the same actor 
And I, I love them so much. One of them I saw so many times. I want to watch it again. I might watch it tonight. Red, white, and royal blue and bottoms. What's red, white, and royal blue? Oh, I no. Tell you about red, white, and blue. It, did it come out this I, year? Yes, it was on Amazon Prime. It was straight to Prime. And what it's it? genuinely one of my favorite movies. It's based on a book, and I can't wait to read the book. The whole premise is the son of the first female president of the United States and uh, the grandson of the King of England fall in love. Okay. So it's essentially like a Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen movie, but adults? Is it? It's not, it's more like um, the Royal Prince. Oh, no, there's like a series of princess movies on Netflix, right? That kind of have to- Are there? I don't know. Anyway, they're Christmas. It's a Christmas prince, Christmas prince, baby prince. Yeah, yeah, yeah something like but that. But they like, yeah, but they the, the 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 son of the president and the grandson of the king of England fall in love. Mm-hmm. But they're like, but because you know it's a same sex relationship, they're kind of trying to keep it quiet because he's the prince of England, and so that's not acceptable. And the the president is running for re-election and he doesn't want to you know derail his mom's campaign of course his mom's totally fine with it but it was one of the sweetest movies I've seen is it kind of goofy absolutely but oh my god I loved it so much I've seen it so many times like I put it on one day as a I'm bored and I'm like working on some projects let me put this on in the background I completely ignored the projects I was working on because I was so glued to the screen um, who does Sarah Shahi play? Um, I think that's the president's like assistant. Oh, okay. Wait, if I'm remembering, I'm looking, I'm looking it up think. right now. That's why I'm just. It was kind of like one of the first like book talk books. It was one of those. Books oh yeah, everyone on TikTok. Oh. It was big on book talk, and uh, yeah, it came out. Oh, it came out just this summer. It was just this summer on straight to Amazon. And uh, yeah, Sarah saw, oh yes, um, she's Uma the chief of staff. Uma Thurman is the president. Okay. Yes, Uma Thurman is the president. It was great casting. Maybe I'll check um, it out. I highly recommend. It's really just a very sweet movie. I loved it. It kind of starts enemies to lovers. Yeah. Are there, um, do you guys, uh, is this your, like, is this the best rom-com of the year for you, Kaylin? You know what? I'm going to say yes. <laughs> I just, because it just makes me happy every time it's on. Like I, anytime I have a friend over that's like, mm, we should watch a movie. What should we watch? I'm like, have you watched Red, White, and Royal Blue? And if the answer is no, we're watching it. Uh, Amazon or Freebie or Amazon by way of Freebie has been doing rom-coms that are like oh. better than Hallmark movies, but they like, they have a formula to them. Fine. But they're just legitimately written better. And like the jokes are mm. better. Um, okay. And so there were two that I watched recently. One was the Lucy Hale Grant Gustin one the, with the dogs. You know what I'm talking about? No, I didn't know they did a movie together. It is the cutest like it thing. Ba- uh, it's, it's a, mm, someone has to know. Like we got to be able to, Um, I, I want to shout out. Wait, these, it it's called Puppy Love. Of course Puppy it is. Love? Of course it is. It's called Puppy Love. And it's basically uh, Grant Gustin, because of COVID, Grant Gustin's character is an agoraphobe. So he just doesn't want to go out okay. and got used to just staying indoors. 
and he has a dog and his friend is like, no, you got to get out there and date. And so he goes online and he finds uh, like they, they match and they both have dogs. So like, that's part of their interest. And then they go for a, a walk with the dogs on their first date. Mm-hmm. Problem is, is their personalities clash because like, he doesn't want to take the chance. Like he doesn't want to take like chances and whatever. And then she's like, I think she just got out of a relationship, I think. And like, but the dogs and what the dog ends up getting pregnant by the other dog. And so they're going to be grandparents. Oh no. And, but then they're like, but we don't like each other. We can't stand each other, but we're going to do it for the kids. And like, it's super cute. I love stuff like that. It's just so sappy. There there's that one. And then there was another one with Robbie Amell and Leighton Meester. I just watched it. I watched, yeah. I watched it a couple weeks ago. What's it called? It's uh, Xmas, right? Xmas. Yeah. Do you like Xmas, it? But it's like X. I thought it was fun. I thought it, I mean, I had good jokes. Like I could tell like, yeah. okay, they put thoughts into the jokes and they put thought, like the actors put thought in their like comedic timing. Right. Yeah. And I mean, first of all, I just enjoy Robbie Amell in anything. Um, He's I just, the better, I, is he the better Amell? In my opinion. I like him. Well, for I think for one, I, there's a nostalgia factor with me because I've been watching Robbie Amell in movies since I was like 10 because he's been playing a teenager for 15 years. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I know his, fir- his first movie was Cheaper by the Dozen 2, which came out in like 2005. I, I saw that in theaters. And he was obviously, he was a teenager when he made that movie. Yeah. Um, I think most recently he played a teenager in one of those like, killer babysitter movies which was 2020 so he's played a teenager for 15 years yeah. um but I'm pretty sure he's married with a child and in his 30s but I just I love Robbie Amell I've grown up watching him in so many different things and I just think he's fun yeah. um have you seen Upload no I watched the first uh, episode I watched the first season I think there's three seasons now I've only seen the first season but I thought that was fun I loved him on Life with Derek back in the day. As deranged as that show was. Life with that's the two step siblings that that's like, the two sibling step siblings that have a little too much chemistry. Yeah. Um, but he he had a reoccurring role because he uh played the stepsister's boyfriend for a while. Okay. Wait, uh um, Sarah, are you a fan of rom coms? Uh not as much as you two. I mean <laughs> Okay, I just like I'm a I'm a fan of a I'm a fan of the classic rom com. I feel like I'm a mid two thousands rom com. Mm, uh, I love that uh, era. Legally Blonde is like one of my top five favorite movies. Is Legally but, Blonde a rom com? Just like it, no, it's not. It, just like Heaven is a a movie I really like. Uh, Ten Things I Hate About You is one of my favorite movies. Oh, Ten like, Things I Hate About You. I like rom coms that are based on Shakespeare plays, which is why it's frustrating to hear that Anyone But You is not very good because that is I based th- on Much Ado About Nothing. It's not um, good. I've what's, not heard what's not good, things. but no, I think I still kind of want to see it. Yeah, I love that genre. I haven't. I I feel like oh, yeah. I could tell that anything but you was not going to be good. The trailer, Listen, but they're horrible. pretty. <laughs> but they're pretty. Glenn Powell is funny. I don't know if you've seen him in Scream Queens. Like I I saw season one of Scream Queens. That. He's hilarious. Like, I saw him, what was that movie? He did a movie with Zoe Deutsch and like Tay Diggs. Uh, Tay Diggs and, and Lucy um, Liu. It's, uh, Lucy Liu, They're yes. setting up their bosses. I forget what it's called. Right. I think it's called like Set It Up or something. Yeah. 
Um, and he was funny. He was funny that. Um, I like Glenn Powell. In my opinion, he has chronic 1950s face. Like he looks like he was plucked out of an old photo of a soldier from the 1950s. Well, but he's been playing a lot of soldiers now. I know he has, but does that man not look like if you put that man in an old well, he's military uniform and gave it a, sep a sepia filter? Yeah. I mean, he's he's the type, like, if you put that sepia filter, people are like, your grandpa was hot. Like Exactly. No, that's that the thing. He of... looks like my grandfather. He actually does look like my grandfather when my grandfather was in the military in the 1950s. like a hot grandpa. Oh. Good, good, for, good for your grandma. Um, he looks, he looked like my, my, look, my grandfather. I've seen old, my grandfather was a very handsome man. He looks like my old, my grandfather. That's fair. <laughs> uh, my problem with him is that, like, he's not like using his comedy chops anymore and have they gone rusty i don't know but like mm -hmm. i haven't seen this movie so i can't really say anything about it but like sydney um sweeney, sydney sweeney. is super hot but i don't know she her is. comedic acting chops and i think I people think that comedy is easy people think that like being funny is easy but being funny is not it's about like it's a dance right like it's like dancing but with yeah you know, you know with words there's no a i completely agree there's a, there's a thing right and so i don't know uh did you guys see no hard feelings which one was That's that the jennifer lawrence one. Oh no it's, everyone's talking about it i did not see it's it. really good i'm gonna be i'm gonna be honest like hmm. everybody was hating on it because of the subject matter the subject matter is parents of a 19 year old uh hire a woman in her 30s early 30s right to date their son so he can get laid before he goes to college. Something like that. He's 18 or That's 19 weird. or something. So it is a weird premise, but also like there are weirder premises out there for rom-coms. And the- What the, if parents had hired a 30-something-year-old man to date their 18-year-old daughter? That's all I'm saying. Yes. Uh, I would not like that. It can be flipped, but at the same time, I don't think society flips in the same way, right? Like no, like, I still find it weird. Yeah, well, I mean that would definitely be weird. But also, I haven't seen the movie. I have seen a lot of people on TikTok say that they judged the movie when they first heard about it, and then when yeah. it went on streaming, they finally watched it, and they were like, "Oh, actually, right." So because... I, I will say, I can only judge so much. I haven't seen it. Yeah, Sarah, have you seen it? I haven't. Okay, basically, I so I, <laughs> I think my thing is I um. I'm not, I don't try to be like a, I'll catch it on streaming person, yeah. but it is genuinely difficult for me to get to the movies. Yeah. Um, and I feel like for me, the only thing I will pay to see at a movie theater is something that like, like a superhero movie where you're like, I want to see this in a movie theater. Yeah. Um, or again, a movie that my child drags me to, um, yeah. right. That she wants to see. But that's the thing, though, that like that's why the movie movie industry has been changing. There's not rom coms for the big screen anymore because, truth be no. told, we have pretty big screens nowadays in yeah. people's living rooms, right? Yeah. Like, and you could just sit closer to the screen and you get a 4K screen. Like, you can do right. that. It doesn't really matter. Rom coms are just maybe easier at home too. Um, also, right. you can turn it off if you don't like it, right? Rom coms are hit or miss. So yeah. the landscape is changing a little bit, but. Um, like rom-coms being just for Netflix or just for Hallmark is ruining the, the genre of rom-coms. I think the genre of rom-coms need to exist, but Hallmark, yeah. 
Hallmark has, I think Hallmark has ruined rom-coms. Yeah. Those are not, like when I think rom-com, I'm not like, I feel like Hallmark's its own genre. It is bad. Like, and I don't like that style. Like I, I like the classic rom-coms from like the early 2000s and um, out these freebie ones like yeah the, the no i mean i see a couple of them right? honestly freebie is a fantastic service They've been, um yeah I don't jury know duty was on freebie and it's nominated for emmys jury duty that was show really was good. amazing yeah that totally caught me off guard um you know what movie i saw that in theaters that is a rom-com i saw my big fat greek wedding three. Oh, okay i thought it was fun did that need a like a, a threequel did, that did need it a need a third no but do i love it yes and also like that's like that's the style of movie i like watching with my mom like i love watching yeah. my big fat greek wedding i love watching mama mia i love that kind of movie with yeah. my mom and i was on vacation with my mom and we had a night when it was just like really rainy but we wanted to get out of the hotel and there was an amc right near us so i was like all right let's go see my big fat greek wedding three and she was like yes and we had a great time I have we a saw, question about I mean, Mamma Mia. Oh. I was going to say, we yeah. saw El- Elemental's kind of like a, that's an enemy. Oh, that was so uh, good. I loved Elemental. I loved I, Elemental. I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was good. I feel, like the okay? meta- I feel like the metaphor was a little heavy handed at times. And the first 30 minutes I was like, cool. So it's Zootopia, like beat for beat Zootopia. Like they go to the, the city planner's office, which is the exact same as the DMV where they just have a guy who t- his thing is he talks really slow. I was like, if it wasn't, it's like beat for beat. But then it was like, okay, it started to become that. its own thing. Yeah. And by the end of it, I had I had changed my tune on it. But of course, I yeah. I think people- I saw it. Oh, sorry. Oh no, 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 Caitlin. Oh, I was just gonna say I saw it with my brand new roommate. Like she had literally moved in like that week, and we were like trying to get to know each other, and we decided to go see that, and we loved it. My mom and I go to all the Pixar movies. It's just, you know. Um, Pixar's a great time. Yeah. Um, I was afraid it wasn't going to make any money because it did horribly the first weekend. And then it popped back up and then it mm-hmm. stayed in theaters. And I think it was Disney. Oh. I think Disney chose to keep it in theaters for a little while and let it cook a little bit. Normally, Disney cuts it and they just like pull. Yeah. Out, you know, and they put them on streaming. But I think for this one, they didn't. And right. I think it was important for this movie to stay out longer. This movie sure it's about race relations but it's a, an, a a layer of race relations which is immigrant relations it's like right which is so specific it's a very specific like layer to add on it isn't just mm-hmm. that two people of different races can get together it's how the races view each other through the lens of like being immigrants to a new country you know uh, especially like being the child of like the child who's born within the country versus yeah. the parents who immigrated here. And there's definitely that extra layer of that kid almost being caught between two worlds. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it was very interesting. I watched it with my mom and my daughter. Uh, and it's, it's always fun watching movies with my mom because she has very clear experiences and she is a first generation. I mean, her mm-hmm. parents moved over when she was like six. So I thought maybe, but I was talking to her and I was like, I feel like the, you know, that metaphor was a little heavy handed at times. And she was like, what metaphor? I was like, oh, never mind. Uh, that's the problem. Like, like but she also fell asleep during everything ever all at once. Yeah. 
um you know oh that was a good one and she was like i don't like the way it ended with the woman dying and i was like oh my god you fell asleep halfway through the movie and you thought that was the end of the movie (laughs) so i'm like okay there's just certain movies that don't hit that for her and i'm like okay right um I mean, same with my mom, like my mom in, a, in different ways, but like, I'm not judging, judging your mom. Um, but like, it's kind of like when, when people are like, when people watch a movie and they're like, why'd they have to make it so obvious? And it's because like some people, half the population, they need another refresher to right. make things click. And the other half is like, why are you pandering to them? So then it's just this like yeah thing of well, like, heard, you know. I heard that come up a lot with, the Barbie movie. I mean, I, I oh. valid criticism of the Barbie movie was that it was feminism 101, which I think is completely valid. Right. Um, but on the other hand, the movie was PG-13. So part of the target demographic was tweens and young teenage girls who haven't had feminism 101 yet. Yeah. And unfortunately, and- a lot of men walk, walked into that movie clearly not having had the lesson and this was their first lesson it was, was from say, a, lot of, a lot of adults failed feminism 101 a lot so. of adults have failed feminism 101 whether they're men men or women um a lot of men needed that lesson again and uh, uh i i had some male friends come away with like a new perspective having seen the movie so it was a positive there and yeah um i saw so many moms because I, I i saw it so many times i saw a lot of moms going with their young daughters even you know like like as young as seven to yeah. see that movie and i'm like those are little girls who absolutely haven't had that lesson yet um i when i saw barbie one of the things for me is i I love Ryan Gosling and I've loved Ryan Gosling for a very long time. So the the Gen Z kids that are saying since Young Gen- Hercules? Gen- yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> All of them <laughs> saying that the you know, he's not that hot. I was like, you haven't been there. You don't what? Um, who's saying he's not hot? Uh teen teenagers on the internet. Um, but teenagers I, are wrong. I, I mean, see think- C- I mean, in my opinion, Simu Liu is hotter than Ryan Gosling. And also um I would his, second that. Uh Kingsley Benadir. Oh yeah. Uh, so here's my thing. I think He's that secret think, invasion guy. I think there um, are uh, there are Kens that are more attractive than Ryan Gosling, but nobody is more charming than Ryan Gosling. He is very charming. There's Fair. moments in that movie, specifically during the. I'm sorry, this is my Ryan Gosling thing for a minute. Uh, when he does, when they're doing the "I'm not Ken" dance, and at the very end of that dance, when they put the thing over his shoulders. And he does the fight for me that Oh movie. yeah. Ooh. And then he does the like when they're doing the wave and he goes like, ooh, like it's the little movements that he does. It's clear that he's having a great time. And I was like, I was concerned. I was like, did we make Ken too likable? Right? Is, you know, is that a problem for the movie that I'm just Ken is like one of my favorite songs of all time now, right? Oh, same. Um, but then my daughter watched it who is seven. And I asked her her favorite character was, and she said, Weird Barbie. And I said, who's your least favorite character? And she said, Ken. And I said, why? And she was like, he stole Barbie's house yeah. and tried to take over Barbie land. And I was like, okay, I'm glad we didn't. I'm she glad got we, the correct lesson. Yeah, she, yeah, she was. It's right. okay that we liked lesson. him because we already had the lesson. Yeah. But she also, had you it, know, so You great. guys know Ryan Gosling as Ryan Gosling. Yes. True. Like, just like when a, when a character plays a Nazi in a movie, don't simp for the Nazi. You can simp for the actor, right? <laughs> like, don't simp for the Nazi. Sure. 
it's kind of like that and like yeah you know not that ken in this is a nazi i'm just saying that like right. it's like, like uh it's like homelander stands it's like we i think you could say he's an interesting character i think yeah. you could say that the performance is great i don't know if we should be watching thirst edits of him yeah absolutely not. that's my own opinion i but, don't yeah. even think homelander's the hottest person in that show <laughs> who is the hottest person in that show Listen, I actually have something for for Jack Quaid. <laughs> oh, okay. I was afraid <laughs> I you were going to say Quaid, um, Chase Crawford. I think because of Gossip Girl, twenty year old me would have said that. Yeah. Back when I was watching Gossip Girl, I didn't watch that until college. But look, Chase Crawford is attractive, but Jack Quaid has that like boy next door look that I like. Yeah. Chase Crawford's too model. He was good in Scream. Who? But was that the I one that came out this year? Or was that the one that came out last year? I don't remember. I think it was last year. One. The one that came out this year was the one like in the subway and the whatever. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, well, now that I know also, Jack Quaid is in one of the Scream movies, I gotta catch up on those. Yes, he's in Scream, I guess it's five. Okay. What else yeah. he what else has Jack Quaid been in? Uh well, I mean he's Dennis Quaid's son. Um, well, that I know. Him Jack and Meg Quaid, Ryan. Jack Quaid voices the main character in, well, one of the main characters in Star Trek Lower Decks. So he does the, an, he's the voice that. for the animation. And they did a, re, uh, uh, they did a crossover episode. It was amazing. Uh, this is 2023, baby. This is all 2023. <laughs> Star Trek Lower Decks is the animated tongue-in-cheek, but still in continuity Star Trek show. And then there's right. Star, uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds, which is pre-Captain Kirk, though Captain Kirk does make a, Kirk makes an appearance uh, every couple, whatever. Anyway, they did a crossover, and they're in different time periods. They did a crossover where when they crossed over through a portal, Jack Quaid pops out as the live-action version of his Mm. animated character. And so they do a time travel thing where they bring in the animated characters into the real world. Mm -hmm. Not that they're animated in their world, but just you know what I mean? Anyway, the point being is right. it was super fun. Um, I just looked up his filmography. So guess what Jack Quaid's first movie was? Because this, I did not remember this. Oh, he had to have been a small child. In a Dennis no. Quaid movie. Oh, I'm the movie assuming. was only 2012. What, it was what? The Hunger 11, Games. That was oh yeah, years. Hunger Games. That's right. <laughs> the Hunger Games. Yeah. He you guys also... keep, keep talking about Jack Quaid. I'll be right back. He was also in Across the Spider-Verse. Who was he in Across the Spider-Verse? He plays Gwen's Peter Parker that turns into Lizard. Oh. Right? I think he does not have a very distinctive voice. No. So I would not recognize his voice in anything. But he was at a horror convention by my house. And I was like, why is Jack Quaid here? And then I was like, oh, he's in Scream. But also yeah. Charlie Charlie Cox was at the horror convention. And I was like, why is Charlie Cox here? That's why I went. Charlie Cox. Um, I want to meet Charlie Cox so badly. I love him so much. I just rewatched Stardust last night. This is the <gasps> achievement of my lifetime. <sighs> I love him so much. Yeah, like sure. I can't, uh, Daredevil is probably my favorite superhero project. He was, a tra- um, he was a I know this delight. is so not 2023, <laughs> but I, I love the movie Stardust. And I finally read the book. I highly recommend. It's on Amazon Prime for the next two days. Oh, okay. (laughs) It literally, first of all, if you like Neil Gaiman, watch Stardust. You'll like Stardust. It's it's very like Princess Bride. Mm. Um, 
but I, I've seen that movie so many times and, but I've never actually read a Neil Gaiman book despite loving adaptations of his work. So I just read the book a week ago and then I was like, I want to rewatch the movie now. And I saw that it was only on prime for the next week. So um, I watched it again last night and my parents had never seen it. And it's just so much fun. Highly recommend. But Charlie Cox is the main character. Yeah, I've read a lot of uh, Neil Gaiman, which I don't know if we're going to talk about TV, but have you watched, did you watch Good Omens? Yes, I did. How, where does season two rank for you in your 2020? I definitely like season one more. Um, I feel like in general, the first season of things is usually the best. Um, I, I enjoyed season two, but I like season one more. But we also did get a lot more depth into their relationship and obviously that ending. Yeah. And I swear to God, we need a season three. <laughs> it's confirmed. They, they renewed it. Oh, thank God. Yes. It's getting a season three. I feel like a lot of the TV that happened in 2023 followed that path of like, it had a really good ending, but the season itself was inconsistent. I feel like Good Omen season two, that was, was true. Um, okay. Where it was like an inconsistent season, but I really liked the ending. Loki, I felt the same way where I was touching and go on different episodes, but I really liked the ending. The ending um, was amazing. Uh, 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 Our Flag Means Death season two was the same thing. Okay, so it's not but, just me that I'm struggling with season two. No. And okay, season good. two, they made the absolute bananas decision to, they released three episodes and then two episodes, then two episodes, and then the finale. So something that could have been going on for eight weeks went on for four weeks. Oh. Um, so there were certain things where like a character leaves and then they're gone for the 10 minutes it takes for you to get up and refresh your drink and sit back down. And then the new episode starts with the character being back. Right. I mean, that's so my problem with that model though. Like yeah. any model other than once a week. I mean, we've been talking about it since the beginning. I mean, Sarah, like- WandaVision like the fact that WandaVision did so well is is other than liking the first two episodes which I think needed to be released together Mm -hmm. otherwise you were gonna you were gonna peace out after that first episode uh I think um but they did one episode I mean I personally would have watched nine episodes of that first episode I love classic sitcoms right right but (laughs) But not everyone's a sitcom lover and it wasn't setting up the premise correctly like the premise of the show wasn't that you were just seeing a new sitcom every single week there's like a plot that needed to be pushed forward you know um but the me the memes the theories all that stuff relies on like the fandom relies on taking a week in between to talk about things yeah that's that's my opinion about every tv show it's it's so interesting that disney plus is the one that's consistently doing that i mean i guess it's gonna drop all at once has echo already come out echo has not already come out yet it's on my list of like stuff we're gonna be covering for next year but like and they're gonna drop the whole season i don't know why i'm a little upset time because that's what i'm saying is it the the shows that i'm talking about the most right the or that i saw the most about Good Omens, uh, Loki, Ahsoka, like all those oh, shows, you went onto the internet for the following week and talked about it. Whereas right. like I, yeah. like I mentioned at the beginning, Blue Eye Samurai, Scavenger's Reign, those are all ones that I'm like piecing my way through that are really good. But it's that thing of like, it's the, I, we, I would just want everything to be Game of Thrones again, right. right? I, when I was on Game of Thrones and Succession and Last of Us, 
like those have I have a little ritual right and the ritual is I watch it I listen to a podcast that does a midnight immediate reaction I wait a couple days and then I listen to a three-hour deep dive podcast right like that's my little self-care ritual for the show that I'm super into and when you release it in one giant chunk I don't get a chance to do that and that and you don't get that hype I mean, right now, my entire TikTok feed is just Percy Jackson. Yeah. That is my entire feed. And obviously, I'm loving living for every second of it. And it's really funny to me seeing people like who have read the books talk about it. And then people who have not read the books, like give their opinions. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh. just wait. (laughs) Yes, you will. Like everybody's like the, the one character that everyone who hasn't watched read the books is like picking as their favorite. I'm like. Well, have they seen the movie? I'm going to keep my mouth shut. I, I've seen the movie. Um, nope. No, I know. No, I know. I get that. I I, I understand. Trust, I'm an Animorphs fan. Trust me when I know when live action adaptations ruin are, everybody's taste for it. Like There are moments from the movie that I do love. And I do think Logan Lerman was right casting wrong time. What about Brandon... I actually really liked his portrayal of Grover. It was a very different portrayal of Grover, but I liked it. Yeah. Um. I do. I, I did love Pierce Brosnan as as uh, Chiron. Yeah. Um. Uh, uh. Kevin McKidd as Poseidon was a bit of a jump scare. <laughs> Wait. Who? <laughs> Every time I remember that Kevin McKidd played Poseidon oh. in that movie, it like freaks me out. Um, Because I know him as Owen Hunt in Grey's Anatomy, and I just want that character to fall off a cliff, which they did. They did push him off a cliff, but he lived. Mm. Grey's Anatomy Um, is my favorite show to watch 60 seconds at a time on TikTok and then search for the rest of the episode. That's what I do, too. I love Grey's Anatomy. I watch it every... (laughs) When that show is when that show's airing, I will literally go to my parents' house and watch it live. Like I make them watch it live with me (laughs) because I love it. It's trash, but I love it. Um, The the poker the the casino scene in that movie is great. Is it in the first one or the second one? It's in the first movie. I forget they made the second one. (laughs) I I only watched the first fifteen minutes of the second movie, so it's even worse. Yeah. Um, by the way, I want to shout out Aries 13 on our Twitch chat. Um, Aries, I think, was saying Butcher is the uh the best looking person on the boys or the hottest guy or whatever. Uh, and then depends on your taste. Uh yeah, I'm not a f- I love Carl Urban. Is it Carl yes. or Cal? Carl, right? Carl. It's Carl. Carl Urban, but I like I think he looks the best as McCoy in Star Trek. Like mm-hmm. I like the clean shaven look and I love his. Did you know that there was him, right? No. He's so funny in it. Like he's 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 such a character in that I movie. I completely First of all, I'm not much of a Star Trek person, but I've seen like my dad likes Star Trek, so I Kaylin, we got to like, get you in the Star Trek. It. Like uh well no, okay, here's the thing. My dad doesn't like new Star Trek, but Orville? Okay, Orville's great. Orville. But we're going to we're going to deconstruct your dad after the show. But if, if for people who don't like new Star Trek but like old Star Trek, there is a new Star Trek that harkens back to the old, which is Strange New World. Or watch Orville. Well, I already watched Orville. I'm already. I'm, I'm until telling Orville other people. Comes out with, yes. Orville All I know about people to watch Orville. All I know about Strange New World is there is a musical episode, and I'm like, it, it is a legitimately. I good, always love when I there's listen, a musical episode. 
I don't like musicals. Not so much. I, I've been in some. I like them by the sake of doing them. But, and I think a lot of like musicals, like numbers are not good. The first song in the Strange New Worlds musical episode, I literally watched it on loop. Like after I finished the episode, I went and I rewatched it because it starts off with Spock, Ethan Peck singing. I think that's the actor, Ethan Peck singing the song. And it starts off with Spock realizing that he can't stop singing and that something is wrong with reality. Because they 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 merge it into the plot. Basically, the fundamentals of reality and probability are shifting to mm-hmm. make everything a musical, and right. like you can't fight it, and right. it's going to spread. Like that's the plot of the episode. Like the musical virus, in a way, of reality breaking down is going to spread if they get into their like subspace relays. Um, it's it's such a good episode. Everybody well, also everybody is hot in Strange New Worlds. Like. <sighs> Just up, I just looked up me. this. I looked up the Spock actor and can confirm. It's hard to beat Zachary Kinto for me, but that's Ooh, a, this, yeah. this this guy is the best looking Spock as far as like attractiveness. Um, because sadly Leonard Nimoy, he's not an attractive man. You know, also he's okay. dead. Well, I guess he's not attractive now. <laughs> but, uh, but like, and I don't think William Shatner is attractive. Like, uh, uh, um, I definitely looks wise preferred chris pine to william to young william shatner of course but i'm also going to prefer chris pine to most people that's fair point is a lot of great star trek stuff out right now out this yeah year. maybe maybe i'll watch next gen next after gen? i finish star trek's next generation oh okay you're going that that's far. my dad's favorite star trek okay. and i've seen a, i've seen like pieces of that here and there just like yeah. my dad always having it on for some reason, it's on BBC. I think just because uh, 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 Patrick, Patrick Stewart's Stewart? British. <laughs> Patrick Stewart's British, so it's always on BBC. Um, yeah. They're constantly airing that show on BBC. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll watch that after I finish uh, Modern Family. <laughs> yeah. Again. Or, I, I'm I mean, always I'm watching also Modern t- Family. Like, you should watch Happy Endings, but, you know. Oh, yeah, let me put that on my... I literally have a little post-it here of shows I want to watch. <laughs> You will, um, you will love happy endings. You will, it's, it's cult classic, like level. I've actually watched some of these shows and haven't crossed them off. Happy endings. Yeah. Okay. It's at least on Hulu. Um, I think it's on. Oh, Hulu. I, okay. I have Hulu. Oh, you were starting to Max. say about the Percy Jackson movie before I had a visceral reaction. Well, oh, th- I mean, that's all I've. So my only my only thing with Percy Jackson is I I've seen the first movie and I've seen like the first fifteen minutes of the second one and I just like peaced out. Um, so then I'm watching the show, and what I'm going thought? to buy the books in paperback because the paperbacks are like a lot cheaper. But That's I'm fair. gonna start with reading the second book. I'm gonna that way I I don't need to spoil the like because the show is gonna. Um, um, I understand if you start. Well, okay, are you going to wait until after the show's finished before you start reading the second book? No, because I already know the plot of the first. Uh, the oh, first that's movie. right. Well, you know what I mean? So, I mean, you like, know the big stuff, I guess. Yeah, it's the big stuff. Because here's the, sh- the thing, the, the overall plot of the movie is actually very different than the overall plot of the book. Okay, but what about the plot of the TV show? Like, we don't... The TV show is following the book very closely. So then that's... So I'll watch the TV show for that, and I'll get ahead. Yeah, I would... I mean, book. I would read the book of the first one, too. It's just going to be a Because there are certain things uh, that are different... 
but I don't want an origin story anymore. That's fair. I'm tired of origin stories. That's fair. Hero ones too. But yeah, I yeah, I um, mean, but Blue Beetle was very fun. I just watched Blue Beetle, Blue Beetle. was great. I, and I was like, this yeah. is a fun. I think the difference between Blue Beetle and other like there's a lot of superhero fatigue. I know everybody talks about that. Yeah. But I think the key is you can have a story that's kind of samey, right? The superhero yeah. origin. I didn't think I would get powers and now I have powers, right? Uh, but if your main character and supporting characters are very charming and charismatic, then yeah. it's fine. Yeah. I think that's the whole thing is if you have bland, boring like characterization and people that you don't want to root for yeah it becomes really boring I think I felt yeah like with, I hadn't seen him again. before yeah yeah so I mean I love Blue Beetle I I uh, you know we, we did an episode on it like I had the chance to meet the director and uh, uh attend a QA. and a uh he didn't answer any questions from the audience it was all questions that a interviewer asked him but Oh, okay. He mentions that there's an intentionality to everything. He purposely did not want to make another Spider-Man movie. Like he knew that like going in, he didn't want to make it Spider-Man. Like right. he, he knew that he, cause he's from, he's from Puerto Rico, I think. Um, and so he purposely put Hispanic uh, uh, characters with Hispanic crew, right? Like everybody making these decisions and putting the time and the, the thought into it, uh, you know, we're Latino, right? And so like, they wanted that and um um the focus on family i think sets this movie apart from any other superhero movie yeah i that was definitely one of my favorite things about the movie was the inclusion of his family and then being involved with his within his superheroing very quickly it's one of the reasons i loved um the ms marvel show exactly. is how involved her family is and they're all real people. It's not just like yes. dad, sister, grandma. Like they're all like fully fledged characters kind of in their yeah. obviously don't have that much time to, you know, flesh them out. But they all right. feel like they real. have their distinct personalities that you could pick up on. And as opposed to Quantum Mania with Scott's daughter, where the only line she had, it was the uh the Rise of Skywalker syndrome where they all they did was just make Finn yell Ray. I think like 90% of her dialogue in the movie was just her yelling, dead. And I was like, is that, <laughs> is that all you're going to give this poor actress to do? Yeah. I yeah. feel like she, I, I overall enjoyed that movie. I do obviously wish it had been better. One thing that I noticed, because I saw that movie with my parents and it wasn't that long before the movie came out that my dad and I had finished reading this comic called Oblivion Song. And first of all, highly recommend Oblivion Song if you I haven't read it. it. Yeah, I haven't read it. It's very good. It's by um, Robert Kirkman. Uh, wait, Oblivion is, uh, oh, no, no. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's already been, I think it's, be good. it's potentially going to be adapted into a movie starring Jake Gyllenhaal, which would not be my first choice for that character, but that's besides the point. Mm -hmm. The comic is great and it's wrapped. It's 36 issues finished. Um, wow, Robert Kirkman, the, Robert Kirkman wrote something that was 36 issues and then finished? 36 issues and it's done. <laughs> it's, it's shocking. It's finished. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the we had finished reading that comic shortly before that movie came out and 
the world, the quantum realm was very reminiscent to my dad and I of Oblivion, which is the world within Oblivion song. Um, and there was obviously elements of that movie that were very Star Wars, but the world to me was very Oblivion song. That was like how I would imagine it looking in real life compared to the illustrations. Um, I know that before the show, I posed you guys a question with the eight superhero movies that came out this right. year. And I'm working, I'm trying to figure out my rankings because I can figure out my top three and like roughly my bottom three. But basically um, I post, I uh, and not all of us have seen all eight, but uh, I've luckily seen all eight. So I have my opinions. But the um, the six superhero movies, uh, we're looking at DC and Marvel. We're not including Ninja Turtles. Um, we It is, it is uh, Quantum Mania, Shazam 2, Guardians 3, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Flash, Blue Beetle, The Marvels, and Aquaman. Aquaman 2. And so the question that I really do want to know is how you would rank them in order. Because I have a follow-up question after we're all done with talking about this, because there, there is something that people have been talking about for a while, um, and that is superhero fatigue. I'm not going to touch mm. that for right now. We're going to push that after the thing because i have my opinions about it um but like i'm trying to figure out my my rankings but i don't know if either of you have yours i have mine yeah let's talk my about six it. out of the eight that i've actually seen yeah so which were the two that you did not see um i haven't seen flash i don't know if i ever will <laughs> for reasons yeah. uh that i think are, are obvious uh -huh. um aquaman i just haven't seen yet I want to see it. I don't know if I'm going to get around to seeing it in theaters, but mm -hmm. um, I do plan on seeing that movie eventually. Okay. Um, but of the other six, I would, it was, this was a hard choice to pick between my top two, but ultimately for the heartstrings that it pulled, Guardians 3. Is your number one? Is my number one. Yeah. That movie was just wonderful. And I think it was a perfect conclusion to that trilogy. Mm -hmm. um, Across the Spider-Verse is my number two. But like I said, that was that was a hard choice between those two. Um, I would say the Marvels was my third choice. I really enjoyed the Marvels. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I, I liked that team. I, I mean, I like all three of those characters, but I liked the three of them together. I personally just really love Ms. Marvel. Um, I liked that it was actually kind of a concise movie. Like as much as I love superhero movies, sometimes they feel very long. And I liked that this one, it wasn't too long. It was less than two hours, but it also didn't feel too short. Yeah. Um, Blue Beetle, I would say is number four. Okay. Ant-Man and then Shazam. But okay. I I enjoyed all six. Yeah. Well, like I'm, Shazam, obviously, I wanted more, especially since I loved the first one so much. But I liked all six of these movies, regardless of ranking. I um, I liked. Okay, no. I well, think my well, my my opinion matters the least because I've seen the fewest of these. How many have uh, you seen? Uh, I've only seen the ten minutes of the Flash that you made me watch. 
I didn't. Okay, I didn't make you watch. <laughs> you did. I'm sorry. You did ask. Se. Yes, I we didn't watching, force it. We were watching a breakdown of how bad something was, and you were like, "Let's just watch the last ten minutes so that this video." Oh, we were watching a break. Uh, it was Corridor Crew. They were talking about bad special effects in movies, and they touched on the Flash. And you mentioned you hadn't seen it, so I was like, "I could literally show you the last ten minutes of the movie on Max right now." Yeah, so I watched that. Uh, it was consensual. It was, it was, it was. I haven't seen uh, Aquaman, but I also haven't seen the first Aquaman and I have a truly no desire at all to. Okay. Uh, same with Shazam. I watched the first one and it was okay. I had no desire to see the second one. Um, uh, I haven't seen the Marvels. I want to see the Marvels, but it's one of those things where we were so busy during that time that I couldn't get to the movies. And then by the time I did have some time, it was gone. Um, and then oh, what's the other one? Guardians, Blue Beetle. Oh, yeah, I, I saw Guardians, Blue Beetle, uh, Cross Spider Man, uh, and Ant Man. So I think I saw four out of the eight. You saw Ant Man. I saw Ant Man. Yeah. Okay. So out of those four, then. So out of those four, it's Spider Verse number one. Uh -huh. I'm sorry, I saw five. So it's Spider Verse, um, and I think it's not that close for me. Spider Verse for me, but I also like it was always gonna it was always kind of gonna be yeah um i think spider verse number one and then it's guardians and then it's blue beetle and then it's quantum mania okay and then it's the 10 minutes of the flash that i saw i i i did not enjoy the experience of watching quantum mania at all i'm definitely a hater on quantum mania i did not oh, no. um, it, I... it was a similar feeling to the head of multiverse of madness except I saw Multiverse of Madness the first time, like super close to the, I had a bad seat. And I was like, yeah. maybe if I see it in IMAX in a good seat. And then I saw it in IMAX in a good seat. And I was like, no, that didn't help. But with oh, Quantum I'm a, I'm a... I was like, I don't have any desire to ever watch that again. Um, but with Guardians, it was like, I don't have a desire to watch that again because it emotionally destroyed me. Yeah. And not in a way that I enjoy. Like, I enjoy being emotionally destroyed. Like, Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind is one of my favorite movies. And it makes me cry every time. Um, and like every time I'm watching it, I'm like, why did I do this to myself? So maybe it'll become yeah. that eventually. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, yeah, Spider Verse, Guardians, Blue Beetle, Quantum Mania, Flash. Um, I'm definitely I... Multiverse of Madness apologist. <laughs> Are you? Yeah, I liked it. I mean, but I also just like Wanda. Here's the thing. Though. Here's the thing. I liked it more than Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, I have no desire to watch again. Doctor Strange is the, is the worst. MCU movie, in my opinion, like I will not. I would say the Hulk don't have is the worst, it. but Doctor Strange is a close second. What's the worst? The Hulk, the Incredible Hulk. No, I can rewatch. I, I saw re that movie finally. Uh, that was the obviously up until like I finally finally started watching Marvel movies in theaters. That was the last movie I finally like saw for the first time, and I was like, mm, I don't need to see this again. I just and it wasn't like. I just didn't like it. I didn't yeah. like it. I'm uh, I'm. I also just don't love saying, Ed Norton. The, okay, despite <laughs> me saying I don't like rom coms, um, I am a very sappy romantic person. So Same. for me, the um, I love you in every universe, uh, fell so flat for me because I had I think I had either just watched everything everywhere all at once, or I, or I was about <laughs> to just watch it where he says in another universe, I would love to just be doing laundry and taxes with you, which is like a gazillion times better. And then Guardians 3 has, I bet we were fun, which is also 
so good like everyone talks about the rocket stuff but when Gamora says I bet we were fun to him that was like a dagger yeah. through my heart like I started weeping um there so were so that, many points where I started crying for <laughs> you're, you're hitting me you're hitting me um yeah, yeah. so uh, I'm gonna get into my list but like uh um Multiverse of Madness was uh, better than the first Doctor Strange, but like I like Quantumania better than Multiverse of Madness. Um, Why do I have and I both I, I saw an IMAX. Um, I and... don't do IMAX. What's up? I don't do IMAX. You don't like IMAX? Like I can't don't... do IMAX. It gives me a headache. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I also was very mad at Quantumania because they cast William Jackson Harper and then kind of wasted yeah. him. When people said yeah. William Jackson Harper was going to be in the MCU, I was like, Reed Richards. Everybody was and saying, then, yeah. Um, he was just no name Mick Facey. Yeah. He, like, wasn't anybody. Oh! Um, yeah. I, like, I did not know the actor's name. Love him. Yeah. Um, here, here, here are my eight. Because I've seen all, all of them. <laughs> and I'll give a quick uh, thing. Aries 13 says, also not a fan of the Incredible Hulk. And Aries 13 also says, shout out Pedro Pascal. Has that been officially <laughs> officially announced? No. It's still not official. Okay. I thought it was. It's not no. official official. The headline made it seem heart. like he was, but the actual article says final talks, still a lot to work out. Like, uh, uh, we also haven't really talked a lot about TV shows, but yeah. The Last of Us is my favorite TV show. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, we, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, destroyed me. We'll try to fit in some TV shows too, because you're right. We should. Um, we also haven't talked about the most important movie of the year, but we can get to that in a sec. Which is what? Tro- Trolls three. Taylor <laughs> uh, Swift. Nimona. Number one is Guardians of the Galaxy three. Yeah. Two is Across the Spider Verse. I just thought that Guardians closes it up better than Spider Verse keeping it open. The point of the movie, I get it. That's the point of each movie, right? Uh, number three is Blue Beetle for me. Okay. Um, and this was an easy three. These were my easy top three. My bottom two, seven and eight, Aquaman 2 and The Flash. That's why <laughs> technically you don't have to see it, Kaylin. Like, you don't. Like, I have. The Flash is the worst. I movie almost of the year. saw Flash. It's I almost saw Flash. I wholly believe you. I The only reason I would have seen it was I actually went to go see it because one of my friends got like an early screening ticket. Yeah. But it turns out they gave out more early screening tickets than they actually had seats for. So we didn't get into the theater. Um so instead we just kind of wandered the mall and bought Legos. Yeah. Um actually like that's it good, is because I didn't see Flash that I finally got into Legos cuz I was not into Legos at that see, point. See, this is the timeline and you were then, supposed to be a part of. You know, it was like, the timeline I was supposed to be a part of because I bought my first Lego set and I was like, I can't and it took see me like 10 is. minutes and I was like, I need more. The Guardians it's Volume 3? Star-Lord. Yeah, the Guardians Volume 3. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Star-Lord and Groot. And I bought this at the Lego store when I was with my friend not seeing Flash. And um, now I'm obsessed. I'm currently working on uh, the final battle from No Way Home and I'm so excited. I got a Batmobile or a Batbike for Christmas as okay. well. All right. I'm, I'm working on oh, yeah, the, because... I'm working on the Daily Bugle right now. <gasps> I got oh, the so Daily jealous. Bugle also and I have not what? built it. Well, I bought it for myself. I Nobody bought that. But I don't yeah. know when where I would put it into how I can justify spending that money. <laughs> um here's here's how bad my Lego addiction is. I had $75 in rewards points. 
So I got $75 off, but that speaks to how much money I've spent on Legos. Well, if I, if I Legos... take this green screen down, you will see all the Legos behind me, but my room's not clean. Good. So, you know. Some of my Legos I've gotten either discounted or for free because my friend's fiance actually works for Lego corporate. What? And um, yeah, my friend's Lego? fiance. My friend is Mr. My friend's fiance is Mr. Lego. And uh, I have used his employee discount. <laughs> That's that's cool. And also they they very kindly gave me like my my baby Yoda set over the summer that I was so excited about. I wanted that so bad. <laughs> um the uh, just real quick, the middle the middle three that I had yet which is Marvel, Shazam 2, and Quantumania, I I mean they're very close to each other, but I would say Marvel's is probably four. And then Shazam 2 and Quantumania are a tie. It, I, I can't mm-hmm. figure out which one I like more or less um because both have very redeeming qualities like yeah. like Paul Rudd and um 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 Jonathan um 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 uh, Majors why was I forgetting his name we're um, trying to forget his name and move on <laughs> I I get it what an upset though what an upset and it's it's for me watching him in Lovecraft Country it, it's a lot of like you were supposed to be the chosen one. It's a lot of that. It's, it's yeah. not me saying he's good. It's me saying you were you were supposed to be better than good. You were supposed to be. Great. He had. He was all. He's a great actor, and there's and he's in all these fantastic projects. Creed with three so much came potential. out this year too, which was right amazing. And he's got all this. He's got this potential laid out for him. Yeah. And he destroyed his own future. It's entirely on him and he's getting what he deserves. From what I've, from everything that I know about it, this is an example of a man who needed therapy. Because everything he would talk about- I mean, most people need therapy. No, I know, I know. But like, (laughs) there's there's needing therapy, which I think is a general thing that everybody needs someone to talk to. Everyone needs somebody who is separate than them to work through, you know, unravel- uh, what's going on and then there's people who like need need therapy it's not a dig at him per se but yeah. the way he was treating uh his girlfriend and the way that he viewed his own potential and his own future like is both like narcissistic and insecure you know like it's it's yeah. so many things but and he could I just hope great. she's okay yeah and that he doesn't do it again to anyone yeah i well making good is with him so we'll see um Megan Good sticking by her man. So wait, uh, she's no Megan Good is his current girlfriend. Oh, I like her. Yeah, but you know. Um I did not know that. Um yeah. I'm just yeah. Anyway. Girl. Uh, uh get out of that. <laughs> l- let's talk about let's talk about uh let's talk about um um TV shows. Um, worst worst superhero TV show that I experienced was Secret Invasion. I never finished. <laughs> it is. I think it is, I it is written also, by AI. You also showed me the last ten minutes of that. I do need to watch the last ten minutes of that. <laughs> oh, I did for the yes. purposes of MCU overall world. But I will no, not. You don't. It doesn't affect that. anything. I thought the whole thing. Didn't she like inject herself and she gets all the powers? Yeah, but it doesn't affect anything. It doesn't like, mean anything. <laughs> Isn't that going to be important moving forward? No. No? Okay, it's cool. It's not I'm even not important in the Marvels. And Nick Fury is in the Marvels. I, I think I watched the first 
two, maybe three episodes. And it was just some of the worst things I've ever, I have never not finished a Marvel project. It, I think it's because- This is the first time I've ever just been like, nope. <laughs> I don't think superhero fatigue is real per se. I think it's about capitalism. And I think it's about them trying to trim the fat and make, just try to print money. But you can't print money with art, right? You have to actually put yeah. time and effort into art. Cutting down the amount of writers, uh, doing what I think is AI. I think the Secret Invasion script was written by AI first. Um, that's my opinion. Um, so, you know, I, 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 that's my thing. I don't think superhero to fatigue yeah. is real. I think that the studios aren't trying anymore. That's what's, that's their fatigue. Fatigue on I their think, side. I think it's a similar, uh, I think it's a similar thing to Star Wars, what's happening with Star Wars, where it's like the the people yearn for character development. We don't want the coolest thing happening. We don't want the coolest spaceship, although the coolest spaceship is a bonus. What you want is the character development. And that's why projects like, like I have to keep reminding myself that The Mandalorian season three came out this year because they took what was good, which is the characters, and were like, we want stuff. Here's Mandalore. Here's this. Here's the dark saber. This guy's back. Here's and I'm like, Lizzo. But give us, yeah. I thought Lizzo was a phenomenal. Her, I, I loved I, I her, loved and I'm sad about everything that's happened since. But it's that thing where it's like that's why the that's why the Last of Us was so good, right? Because it was about yeah. the characters, like the amount of zombie, the, the amount of mushroom people in the Last of Us versus the amount of character development we got like it's not about yeah. the the superpowers it's about the people with the superpowers right that's why everyone loves spider-man so much because right. spider-man as a character is such an endearing person right and i think that's kind of why things like the flash and things like you know it's aquaman maybe i don't know or shazam is like i don't care about shazam right i don't care about the lady who injected herself and has all the superpowers right like if i am going to care about a, a show i have to care about, i care about ellie so much right like we every had every day but i don't we had more character that. development in that third episode of the last of us with two characters we never saw before and never saw again than we did in entire seasons of some shows i would argue though that it's easy to write a character development over one episode I don't care. It was amazing. <laughs> no, it's great. It's great. It but made the, me sob like a baby. Yeah. But problem... I mean, the whole thing like with Ahsoka where it's like <laughs> Ezra finds out that they built the thing to come and get him and now could possibly be bringing Thrawn back to the universe, the thing he sacrificed himself to do. We get to like that conversation, how we got here happens off screen, Right. Like, Sabine is tough. She fights. That's it, right? Ahsoka like, was a letdown. Is that what yeah. you're saying? Well, I, as a Rebels, you know, fanatic, loved it. Um, you know, the costumes were amazing. Obviously, I spent a lot of time making a Sabine costume. But it was, yeah, the, the, the thing that you love about Rebels is the way these this crew is a family and the 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 character development in that show is so good 
so yeah the they lost the plot on the character development i think in ahsoka and in the mandalorian right like we care about the relationship of din and grogu right right that's what we care about why are we learning the lore on the dark saber i mean i always i mean i at the end of the day i enjoyed mandalorian season three but it definitely wasn't my favorite season yeah i was just kind of that fine it got to a point where i was just like i'm just happy to see grogu in any capacity because <laughs> i he's like i think my ultimate comfort character i have him in every aspect of my life everywhere and i'm fully planning a tattoo of him but i have it i have like oh show me <laughs> it's on my leg <laughs> okay show me later okay <laughs> <laughs> But like I've like done like a little sketch. Like I fully plan to get a Grogu tattoo because I just I love him so much. But I definitely wanted season three was fun, but I wanted more. Yeah. Um are you guys what are you guys watching right now? Right now? I'm watching Percy Jackson. Percy Jackson, what if and Monarch Legacy of Monsters. I think those are my three right now. I've only seen the first three episodes of What If because I'm watching it with my roommate. So I've seen up until Die Hard, Happy Hogan. Oh, okay. I have my thoughts. I Um, liked, I didn't love the, the, the first episode I found, eh. The second one was better, the one where it was Young Star Lord. Um, I absolutely loved the Happy Hogan one, mostly because I had literally just rewatched Die Hard like the night before. And so my roommate and I were dying. Yeah. We thought I and I like that's what that's what I want out of what if is like the weird, quirky stuff. Personally, that's what I want. Um because I'm I'm already watching like the world ending chaos within the actual MCU. When it comes to what if I want something that's a lot more lighthearted and goofy, you'll you'll like some of the later episodes, but okay. But I probably won't get to that until sometime this week because my roommate doesn't. Now that I'm back, my roommate's gone, so she won't be back until sometime next week. <laughs> there's a hella centric episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, my problem with what if right now is the fact that a lot of these episodes shouldn't be alternate timelines, like in comic book like logic these episodes mm-hmm. could have just like these the plots of these episodes could have just happened in the normal timeline like do we don't need a what if like that happy hogan die hard episode could have just happens. been a main story like a like just an untold yeah. story of what is in the mcu that's true you know what i mean like maybe one yeah one time happy hogan got the the hulk serum accidentally and now he's fine like we just mm. never saw it because it didn't ever factor it into the movies. This is an old untold story about Justin Hammer breaking into Avengers Tower. Why couldn't that, why does that necessitate an alternate timeline? And That's a good point. Same goes with, there's a Native American uh, episode that everybody is ranting and raving about, and it is really good. But also, why couldn't, why did that have to need, it doesn't exist in the regular timeline, it needs to exist in the alternate timeline? It could have just existed. I didn't really like what if season one very much, so it's definitely yeah, it's, low on my uh, on my to do list. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's low on my ranking as well, personally. But. And they release it every single day, which I I think is a horrible, horrible release. Agree. Uh, 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 schedule, like week by week, 
week by or even if they did it a binge like even if they release i would rather the binge than once a day yeah what is the point well by the time i get to it it's gonna be a binge <laughs> right right but like who's i don't know anyway yeah. i'm uh it is what it is uh yeah. do you guys have any final thoughts about like everything i this year doing one episode for a whole year yeah i mean there's gonna be things that we don't get to but like i mean i feel like i could definitely do a recap of, of children's movies of the year um yeah. uh nimona is one of my favorite movies that came out this year i feel like not a lot of people have talked about it but nimona was never heard of that so good it's on netflix um it is based on a uh comic book by andy stevenson and it's so good it's so good um uh my daughter saw wish not with me so i didn't have to see wish um but i heard it was largely forgettable uh trolls three the only thing i will say about trolls three um i did not like it but that's i really like trolls two but i will say about trolls three the internet seems to really like it and good for them um my daughter really liked it uh but it is sibling propaganda so i will say if there's any parents listening out there in the ether if you have an only child like the entirety of the movie revolves around branch and branch and his secret brothers and then another character gets a secret sister and it's very much like your life is not complete unless you have a sibling my daughter is an only child so it was oh, a tough no. it was a tough talk um after the movie which was a little bit weird yeah um, but i think a lot of tv shows this year were kind of like eh, okay like they were good you know it was kind of a mixed bag but the last of us i think we need to not forget what a masterpiece the last of us was oh so good. Um, talking about an only child am i right so good <laughs> yeah the only child um uh, also, Invincible, the first half of the second season oh, yeah. of Invincible. I um, just finished that today. Fantastic. I really liked Gen V. I thought Gen V was really good. Um, I, I chose not to watch it. Or at least I liked to put it. it you should watch it. You should watch it. Oh, I'm scared. Why? It was good. I will say it's a little gorier, I think, than normal boys, mostly because one of the girls is a hemokinetic, but it's worth it because it's so good okay i don't know no i there's not as much yeah the head explodes i think the goriness is not the goriness that you don't like dimitri so i think you might be okay with it. that's true there's not as yeah. much head exploding there's a lot of yeah blood yeah because oh, because of her power, that's like the source it does kind of make me crazy but it's all right i'll figure yeah. it out um See, and then uh yeah i i think yeah, that uh, I'm trying to trying to work my way through Blue Eye Samurai, which is genuinely a really good show. It's just you know the binging is is hard for me these days when I'm trying to. I have a convention in five days and I need to sew a giant dragon tail. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for that, uh, which I guess I'll do tonight. Um, and then yeah, I I would I would say give Saltburn a chance. Don't watch <laughs> it with your parents. Watch it alone. Don't watch um, it with your parents. Okay. Jacob Elordi is genuinely like he's like the one to watch. I feel like if anybody won 2023, um well, I was about to say, is there anyone? I think Ariana Greenblatt won it for me. She's in Barbie. She's the daughter in yeah. Barbie. She's also young Ahsoka, which yeah. she freaking killed yes. that. She's also she young Gamora. Amazing. She's yes. also young Gamora. Um, she's one to watch. Jacob Elordi was in Priscilla. 
and then he would i mean the his character in saltburn is someone who like his whole deal is that everybody loves him and i'm like yeah that's, that makes sense. that's the aura that he has he's like he's one Didn't of those he guys just play elvis he did, and yeah. I think he said in, in an Priscilla. interview that all he knew of Elvis was from Lilo and Stitch. Yes. Um, and he did a better job than Austin Butler. But he's going to be in a movie in 2024 with Zachary Quinto, and like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Mm. Like, that might make my, bri- my brain implode. Okay. Yeah, but him and the the chemistry he had with Barry Kogan and Salberg, I would say give, you know, I'm going to get a tattoo on my chest that just says give Saltburn a chance. I think Saltburn <laughs> is uh, I, I, I'm, I'm team Saltburn forever. I know we have a mutual friend. Uh, Dom watched it like five times in the theaters. And at first I was seeing her joy of watching it and then everyone else's reaction and being like, what's wrong with you? But then I watched <laughs> it and I was like, I'm you. I'm a you person. Or I'm huh. like, I wanted to watch it again immediately after I saw it. So, Okay uh Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves I thought was very good yes. very enjoyable I want to see more of it I thought I should mention yeah it. I completely agree um I was a big fan of uh, the Taylor Swift movie I saw that in theaters twice <laughs> I I mean I saw her I in concert so you know what I didn't ask <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm not a Taylor Swift fan until a man in a room says he hates Taylor Swift and then I'm Taylor Swift's number one defender. Um, I love that for you so much. (laughs) I have not seen Taylor Swift in concert ever despite being a fan since debut. Um, I want to attempt to see her in 2024. We're going to see if that's going to happen. Probably not because I'm already asking for 14 days off this year um, starting January 2nd. (laughs) I wish you the best. Um, and I only have like six days to play with from there. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah. No, seven. I have seven days to play with from there. Well, we're going to see what I can plenty, make work. Plenty of time. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm lucky. I do get a lot of PTO, but I'm already asking for 14 days off the bat for cons, weddings, and vacation. <laughs> um, looks like 2024 is going to be busier for all of us. So, yeah. Um. I'm very thankful that both of you were able to take time out of your day to talk about uh, the best of 2023. You know, uh, the year is coming to a close. You know, it's it right now, as of recording this, this is December 30th, 2023. Um, so unless something huge happens on the 31st, this is pretty much it for pop culture. Can you imagine, though? What if something happens tomorrow that's just like... I mean, that's what happened two years ago. What happened on we the 31st? Were all- well, on the 31st, we were, first of all, they had already done the in memoriam for the past year uh-huh. by and this then point. Betty White died? And, and then Betty White died. That's right. And we were all gearing up for her 100th birthday. It was going to be, it was like literally, it was like less than three weeks before her 100th birthday. It was going to be this big thing. They were going to have this thing in theaters. And then she died. Yeah. And then I got to tell and my I, grandma, I, I got to tell my grandma she outlived Betty White. My grandma died last year at 101. And I was like, you outlived the Queen of England? Her. And Betty White, she was 101 years old. Good for her. Crushing it. <laughs> That's amazing. She should have gotten a Dalmatian for each year that she was alive. I agree. My <laughs> grandpa outlived Betty White and the Queen, but he only outlived the Queen by a little bit. Hey, that counts. As in they fought but to the counts. death and he died? No, afterwards. as in like my grandpa died like two months after the Queen. <laughs> oh. 
I just think it'd be funny that your grandpa fought the queen to the death. I think my grandpa succumbed to his wounds two months later. You know, I I think he could have taken her in a fight easily. I think so too. Um, Although they were they were both military members, so they both you know were valiant members of service to their country. Yeah, uh, my mean, grandmother I, wasn't. My grandmother wasn't in the military, but she was in Europe during World War II, and she did once punch uh, her boyfriend in the face when she found out he was a Nazi. Good for her. Punch okay, Nazis. love your grandma. <laughs> She's amazing. <laughs> um, uh, if there's anything I want to leave into the in the past, it's the British royalty. So get out of here. I want to <laughs> leave. You know what? I want to leave in 2023. We're what? doing ins and outs. Yeah. Only six episode TV shows. Why are TV shows yes. six episodes? Yeah. 10 episodes in 2024. Hashtag 10 episodes in 2024. Let's make TV shows 10 episodes long again, at least. Give at TV least. shows full writer's well, rooms. Give them room to breathe. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's, you know. That's why that's I still watch saying, procedurals but... because procedurals get like 20 episodes a season. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I still watch 911, 911 Lone Star. Unfortunately, Station 19 is uh, ending after this next season. But Grey's Anatomy is still going strong. They're currently. I was going to say, when you when you mentioned Grey's Anatomy earlier and said when it was on, I was like, oh, like in reruns? And I was like, is Grey's Anatomy still on? Oh, no. It's, they're currently filming season 20. Good for them. And I, and I watch it live. I will I go over to my parents' house, and at 8 o'clock, we watch Station 19, and then at 9, we watch Grey's Anatomy. There you go. Um, thank you both of you so much for coming on here and reminiscing about this year. Um, yeah. Before we get going, um, what do you got coming up? Where can we find you? Uh, anything you want to plug, Sarah? Um, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, we've got uh, Anime Los Angeles coming up this weekend. Uh, so we're doing the kids cosplay contest again uh, and debuting uh, two new cosplays, including a Five Nights at Freddy's cosplay somehow that we, a group just asked us to be a part of it. Please don't talk to us about Five Nights at Freddy's. We have no idea what's going on. Um, <laughs> as for big builds of the year, I don't know yet. I don't know what our big one, our big one was Hera and Sabine. Um, that is now done. I have to just do the repairs to Sabine from running around a lot. Um, but I think we're going to do more more Mandalorians going into uh, 2024. So Very cool. Very cool. I'm looking forward to it. And I always see, well, I always see you in general, but then I'll, I'll always see you at cons. So it's always nice. Uh, Caitlin. Uh, you can find me also on Instagram and TikTok. Um, as far as cons go, I only have tickets so far to C2E2, but um New York Comic Con and Terrific Con are definitely going to happen. I'm kind of hoping to maybe find some other local cons that I can do like a day here or there. Um, as far as cosplay goes, I don't want to... First of all, I have all like the characters I really love already. So my build plans are potentially make some minor upgrades to some of my existing cosplays. Um, and then I really want to work on my sewing skills I'm very new to sewing and you know my Nightwing suit I did sewing on it but like I didn't build it from the ground up and so I kind of want to learn to to sew more and really build something and my two plans are to make um, Rapunzel's dress she's my favorite princess and I want to make Feyre's starfall dress from Akatar. 
So those are, those are my two big plans. I'm going to, and I don't have a goal like timeline wise. I just want to learn more sewing and slowly kind of build those. Obviously I'm going to need to make like a dress form that fits my body. Um, yeah. The other thing I want to do is I want to make Taylor Swift's lover body suit, but like a Spider-Man one. <laughs> I don't know. What I wanna, but I don't know if I want to do classic Peter Parker Spidey lover suit, or do I want to do a version of the lover suit as my own original Spidey that I made uh, this past year? I think year? you should do an original Spidey. That is a problem I ran into with my daughter is we made our own original Mandalorians based on Encanto. And then uh, we watched Across the Spider-Verse and she was like, can I make my own Spider-Man? And I was like, yes, yeah. you can. I mean, I, I did. As, as I started planning my own original Spider-Sona around, right around the time Across the Spider-Verse came out. I hadn't seen Across the Spider-Verse yet because I was in Italy when the movie came out. Um, so I didn't see it until I came back. But at New York Comic Con this year, I debuted my own original Spider character, Midnight Spider, which is inspired by Taylor Swift. So mm -hmm. I'm toying with making like a lover bodysuit version of that. All right. And I think that would be fun to bedazzle. I'm looking forward to what both of you to make yeah. for next year. Because again, yeah. I, I, I foresee good things, you know, exciting things. So um, here's putting it out there for 2024. Um, for anyone out there who is watching and or listening, you're watching us on twitch.tv slash the Keeg Show, youtube.com slash the Keeg Show, or you're listening to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Now, this is the final episode of season nine. This is season nine, episode 32 of the Keeg Talks, Keeg Talks Best of 2023. Uh, but we have three shows next year, at least three. Uh, we got Keeg Talks, which is like every weekend, sometimes twice a weekend, depending on what we got to talk about. Um, so that's our ongoing podcast, the Keeg Talks on weekends. Um, we're going to be talking about coming, coming in 2024. That's our next episode. Um, I don't know when that is. That is uh, uh, Saturday, January twenty six, uh, January sixth, and then we're talking about what if season two on Sunday, January seventh. Uh, we also got comic talk every Thursday night, five p.m. Pacific, eight p.m. Eastern, where we talk about that week's new comic book releases. Um, and then we also have a new monthly show that we're doing called State of X where we're going to do a monthly show. We're talking about X-Men. It's like an X-Men catch-up. All the comics that came out that month, we'll just talk about it, where X-Men is at that moment. So if you're an X-Men fan, but you can't keep up, but you know, you might as well, you know, listen to a monthly show that we're going to do um, to stay involved with what X-Men has to offer, you know? Um, and then maybe we would bring back the after shows for next year, but we'll see how that goes. So we got a lot planned and the cons and thekeegshow.com. Um, it is, uh, uh, old and new again, you know, um, it went on hiatus for a while. It was under construction and now it's back up and, uh, you know, rolling. So if you like websites and articles, check out the Um, check us out on TikTok and Instagram at the Keeg show. Uh, we're also on Facebook threads, all that stuff at the Keeg show slash the Keeg show all over social media. So, you know, check us out there. Uh, other than that, yes, thank you, Sarah, so much. Thank you, Kaylin, so much. Thank you to Aries13 out there in the chat, uh, keeping us company. Um, who, uh, Aries13 also said Happy New Year, and Happy New Year Happy to you, year. too. Um, that's pretty much it. Once again, uh, I'm your host, Demetri Pereira, and this has been the Keeg Talks Best of 2023. See you guys next time. Happy New Year. See you guys next year. Bye-bye.